You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of d and KC, and thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it, and hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, D-Lo. Number one spot, we a number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we a number one spot. Hey, 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 what's good, what's good? Actually, actually, come to think about it, I mean, hey. It feels like what? it was a long time ago, but the fact is, the last time yep. the Kings played, they got a dub. Wait a minute! They do not know what Sacktown brings. When on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Whole squad going crazy, yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy, one sack winning. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here, ain't no catfishing. Uh. So tell me what you see now. See now. Rebound. Look to the sky like the beam now. Tell him like the beam. Hey, yeah, boy, young yes, there on the microphone. We welcome you in here to the Monday, November 27th edition of d KC. I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Hey, do do that one more time for more people in Ann Arbor. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. <laughs> no, go ahead. Get your stuff off, bro. Go ahead. Three, three no. in a row. No, three ahead. in a row, man. Come on, man. Hey, it's, just, it's just a little easy work, man. On the way to the college football playoffs. On the, on the way to the national championship, probably. It's just a little easy work, man. You know? 
It's a little easy work. No, get your stuff off. It's good. I'm just going to sit up here and watch Shannon and Ryan. It's good. The boys came into the big house thinking they was going to do something. We was was in the big house like, hey, 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 hey. We were just chilling out there. Oh, man. Oh, good times, man. Good times. Good times. (laughs) <laughs> no, you just let me know when you're good. I'm just, you, I'm good. Girl, you ain't I'm even good. shout out our boys at Sac State, I'm but you good. had to get your stuff hey, off. Right. I was, I was yeah. two screening, two yeah. screening. Sure it was up were. there doing their sure thing against mm-hmm. North Dakota. Mm-hmm. They're going on to South Dakota State now. We're doing work. Stingers up. And Stingers up last night as they won the basketball causeway. Shout out to my boys. Big win for my boy, Coach Patrick, baby. But, you know, Ann Arbor. Hey. We'll talk about it later, but they're they're locked on football playoff. Oh yeah, like they're, I, 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 they're talk, I told you we had our our fun with this. That was the best team in college football. Well, I, say, I, I don't even if they lost to Iowa, I I think they're in. I don't, I don't know how you go from one to I don't not in the college football to, playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna lose to Iowa in the way that, I mean, you know, Washington won last mm-hmm. second. Uh, FSU looked terrible. They were awful, like <sighs> awful. Can't believe they. Survived. Yeah, I mean, it, now it, they it, got it, that was a, that was like a real Ohio State's got a chance to be back in. Um, but they're not good enough. They haven't been good enough all year. If you've watched any of their big games, you know they're just they're not that team. They are the exact opposite of what Michigan has been most of the year. Michigan has looked prepped and ready for those big moments. Ohio State never did. Um, even on that last drive where it was like all right, they got a shot here. He, that that last play, the interception, mm-hmm. it was as simple as he knew he couldn't take a sack. Yeah, he was going to stay under pressure that entire drive, and that's what happened. Well, look, I, uh, my boy, what's the name? Sharon, Sharon, whatever. I, I second guessed him for a second. We, I mean, we could we could talk about it later. You know, we got we got time for it. But I, I, was I think there's guessing. a lot to talk about. There you was know, a, there's uh, a lot that went on. This is a major week. This is a major week. Yeah, it's a big week. It's a big, big, a lot of big things. Tomorrow's going on. a huge day. Hey, so, again. So look, look, man. You know me, right? When it comes, especially when it comes to the Kings, but when it comes to most of these sports, you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit with, with Niners and Eagles. I'm always like, man, all right, man. Ain't no must win, bro. There's 70 games left in the season, or there's, you know, uh, three months left in the football season. Where like, it's, it'd be cool to win, but if you lose, where you go from there? And so it can't be no must win, right? Like season just over? No. Tomorrow is not a must win at the Golden One Center. But I feel a little more sense of urgency to beat the Warriors tomorrow <clears throat> than I normally do. Mm-hmm. I know you've talked about a lot of different times about, you know, they might be in their heads or maybe they're in the fans' heads or whatever. But, like, Steph Curry, well, you talked about in the preseason when Steph Curry hit that shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it was something. I was like, man, it's nothing. You want to win tomorrow. You want to win tomorrow if you're the Sacramento Kings. You've got an opportunity with something on the line yeah. to send Golden State home. And if Golden State were to come in here, and they're not a really good team right now anyway. Like, they're well, they're, 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 they're an average team. Well, and I think know, that's about who they are going to be this they're, season. They're going to be better now because your boy's back. Well. This guy. Your boy's back. Did, did you hear it? I did. 
<laughs> I did. Yep. He said, I don't think that I should be punished for things in the past. I've already been punished for that. I've already served that. Sir, that's not how things work. No, it's not. It's very much not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like how many times how many times have we heard like shoot, you go watch Judge Joe. Hey, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna let you chill. Mm-hmm. Don't let me see you back here. It's literally what Adam Silver says to Draymond Green every time. Don't let me see you back here. And then he acts surprised that he he's he's being held to a different a different standard. Yeah, bro, you are. You're a problem. <laughs> That's why you're being held to a different standard than whoever. Like you're a problem. Yeah. Like you keep doing stuff. But if he comes in here, that Warriors team comes in here on Tuesday <clears throat> and wins that game, I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, and it's sucks. game I don't know, 16, 17, 18. I don't know. There's plenty of games left. But that's that's going to be – I'm like, oh, now there might be something there mentally if you can't beat this team. Warriors aren't a good team right now. They're, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're just like an average middling team. <clears throat> the Kings are playing really well coming off a 4-2 and two road trip mm-hmm. where they handed Minnesota their first road loss of the season. Minnesota's played as well as anybody in the in the league mm-hmm. up until this point. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Mavericks all on the road. They had a phenomenal road trip. You come back home, and I don't care what anybody says, but um, the first home game's usually like another road game. To hell with that. We got, Win that game on Tuesday. Like, who started that? It's just That's one of the – there is nothing about tomorrow night's game at the Golden 1 Center that's going to feel anything like a road game. <laughs> like, going to feel like New Orleans. Like, absolutely, just absolutely not. Just absolutely not. The Kings are 9-6 and six right now. They've lost to three teams. Mm. They've lost to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. They've lost to the Rockets. That's crazy. And they've lost to the Golden State Warriors. That's crazy. <laughs> and I, you know, obviously you 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 love the response that the Kings have played twice since we last got to talk with you. They played Wednesday, and then of course uh, they played Friday. Uh, and it's we don't need to go back like a week and try to dissect the New Orleans game. We will talk a lot about that game. Was crazy. The Friday that was, game. That was a crazy little ending. Yeah. Crazy little fourth quarter. Yeah, after they caused us to turn the TV off here in the studio because the agreement was. So we were like, we're not watching the game. Like, it's just bad in here. And then it was like four, like 50. And I'm like, uh, so we really not going to watch this Kings game? So we made the agreement that the second it gets to double digits, we just turned the game off. And right smack dab in the middle of talking on KSFM, I looked up, it's a, it's a, it's a double digit score. Grabbed a remote, turned it off, flipped the remote over to the ground. Like, all right, I'm just, he did. just watch this crap later. See what happens later. And then that, that you know, crazy, crazy finish. They had a shot. They did. They had, they a shot. Did. They had plenty of opportunities in that one. Uh, the, 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 the Kings-Timberwolves game was the exact opposite. Oh, that was man, a game that, game that they were in control lit. of. Yeah, that was a game that they were in complete control of. Yeah. And you saw two of the young stars in the league being young stars mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox and and Ant Man Anthony Edwards, man, um, there's discussion to be had, you know, about the Timberwolves and the Pelicans and why those games uh, went so different. So we'll 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 get to that. We've got we'll talk about the the the, the 49ers, their their victory on 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 Thanksgiving, uh, and then the you know you you talk about close calls, man. That Buffalo Philadelphia game. <laughs> Was special, man. And Eagles fans are really in their feelings right now. 
They're extremely insecure. I put I I I just tweeted a simple I thought it seven one score games for they the got, Eagles. They got upset about that? Oh, oh, now we're not beating teams by enough points for these guys. Hold up, jackass. <laughs> that was a compliment. That means you're ready to win football games. What you just did against Buffalo was special. Stop trying to be the underdog. Your punk ass went to the Super Bowl last year. Stop this. Stop creating a story that doesn't exist. You are the best team in football right now. It's not particularly close. And you've got a matchup coming up this weekend. We're not doing that. It ain't ain't, ain't, ain't particularly close. What you talking about? Who's got three losses? The 49ers, Who's the got Chiefs, one? the Ravens. Who's got one? The Eagles. There you go. The Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football right now, and it's not particularly close. So that's what we're doing. So that the University of Central Sunday. Florida should be ahead of Alabama in the rankings? Are, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you calling the team that went to the, the, the Super Bowl last year and uh, University of Central Florida? They're not as good as they were last year. Okay. They're not. I mean, my, my eyes, I watched them play. Last year they were dominant. They're not dominant this year. And what did it get them? A trip to the Super Bowl. Trip to the Super Bowl. How many teams go to the Super Bowl? How many teams go to the Super Bowl and lose and do what Philadelphia is doing this year? Didn't the Chiefs just do that? (laughs) Didn't the Chiefs just do that two years ago? They lost to to the to the Eagles. Give me another one. The the Bucks. Give me another one. Niners did it the 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 year they lost to the Ravens. Okay, it happens more than you think. Okay, I don't think it does. But it okay, yeah, it's cool. But, but look, I, I, I'll get it. Philly's garbage. You're right. So, You're right. Okay, you, Philly fan barling. I'm no, sorry. nobody you just said that. I'm University of Central Florida. I, what am I supposed I'm, to make it? Because you're talking about the records. You're talking about the records. You said just because it's in and one, they're, those they're are the best. I, I, they're, they're, it's not even close that they're the best team in football. That's not true. Those are four NFL teams right there. They've got one loss right now. They're winning close games. They're the best team in football. They might win the Super Bowl this year. No, nobody's disputing that. But to say it's not even close. Well, y'all gonna see on Sunday. We go. Ain't y'all? I don't give a damn what happens Sunday. Sunday. Right now, today, November twenty seventh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football. You picked it. You would pick the Eagles to win a game. Didn't say that. That I said right now, November twenty seventh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football. I guess we got different definitions of best. I guess so. Because mine's mine's the the best to me. Yours is the the best to me is somebody the team that I would not pick against. That's the best because they're the yeah, best. But you can't, it don't matter the record. They're the best. Yeah, but you can't rationally pick a 49ers game, so it doesn't matter. I can rationally pick this game. I, so you telling me that you picked the Eagles? I ain't be- decided yet. It's Monday. <laughs> I got four days to decide. Don't pressure me into May. Opening segment on a Monday? Come on, man. Philly balling. Wow. Hey, I'm one. One. <laughs> Damien, uh, what's his name? Damien Eskin. <laughs> That's tough. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. that. Hey, hey, come on, come on, rep. <laughs> Ike <is> Barling. <laughs> it's only Monday. Nah, get your stuff off. Nah, it's your day. It's your day. Don't make me root for the Eagles, bro. I don't want to do that. Steve and KC. Uh, we're just getting started. It's gonna be a long week. It's gonna be a long week. I'm turned up. Man. Let me take my job. I'm turned up, bro. It's a big time week. I'm turned all the way up. All the way up. All right.
We'll be back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Who was fitted? Here I go. I'm doing it just like the other guy. Mike McDaniels, not John. Oh. Yeah, Mike McDaniels fitted. You see him coming into the uh to the game on Friday? Yeah, he had the the off whites and the the sweatsuit, right? Nah, or maybe this wasn't. Oh, Friday, oh, but he, like oh, you mean coming in, you mean yeah, yeah, uh, the walk into the game. Into the game. Yeah. No, I didn't I didn't uh, see him. You see him, Jesse? I don't know if it's on. I saw that during the game. I didn't see him coming into the game. Nah, he was he was fitted coming into the game, and uh, during the game he does wear some uh, some nice. Um, uh, what's the name of the the shades? They're uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Aviator shades. Uh, he even wearing some nice little two tone joints, man. He be fitted for sure. They were saying on Twitter though that his off whites might not actually fit him. He might have, he might have been out there with some size fourteens court pictures. <laughs> Mm. The way he runs to it makes sense. Mm. Well, that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> now I'm going to have to see this picture. I don't know how true it is, but. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kings beat the Timberwolves on Friday, 124 to 111. We talked about De'Aaron and uh, Anthony Edwards in the show that they put on. 36 points for 5 for uh, Anthony Edwards. Um Fun game to watch because the Kings were in control. Go ahead. No, I just saw them. Yeah, they look a little too bad. You can think of between the space between his ankle and the back of the shoe. They got it. They got one where he's like kneeling or something like that. Half space between his heel and the heel of the shoe. He's got a triple socket. Mm. He like wearing the Sky Davises. Now y'all don't know. I don't think neither one of y'all know. I don't think Damien was watching Doug. I think Doug a little too young. Uh, a little too Doug old the cartoon? Yeah. No, Doug. They, in, the, in the chat, though, they know about Doug wearing Sky Davis's. Y'all, that's a classic episode. <laughs> that's Mike McDaniels. <laughs> I'll let my man get it in. <laughs> I like Mike McDaniels. He's just wearing a big, a big shoe. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> I don't know why he's doing that. He fitted, though. That boy be fitted. Like I said, I like his shades, too. We good or no? We good, man. We talk about the Kings, man. We talk about the Kings. The Kings. Uh, you know what's uh, pretty cool is I went out on Friday uh, night, little date night or whatever the case may be, and I was just driving. I didn't think about nothing. The Kings game had been over for a couple of hours, and then I was driving, and I just looked in the sky. I said, "What the hell? Oh my bad. The beam is up. My bad. The beam is up. 
That was a good feeling to see the beam, man. And the way we got there, come on, man. De'Aaron Fox. De- like you, you mentioned, De'Aaron versus Ant-Man. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. That's we, the future right there. We saw a fourth quarter Fox come back, too. Oh, he did. He was shooting a lot in the fourth quarter. So I don't have no problem with it. I don't have no problem with it. He was, I, I want him yeah. to put him up. Yeah, would he take 32 in the game? Yeah. 32 shots in the game? Not in the quarter. Uh, felt like I don't care. In the quarter. I, I mean, that care. quarter felt. That, I guess it was just me. That quarter felt like it was uh, seventeen minutes instead of the regular twelve. Uh, I mean, the quarter Kings just kept going up by seventeen. Like, All right, yeah, and, you know they finally put these boys away. Six minutes left. <laughs> How did this happen? Then Ant Man yeah. would hit a three, yep. get it to eleven. I'm like, oh man, come on, man! But they closed it out the way they were supposed to. Indeed, they did. Uh, in practice, I, I believe the first practice since that game uh, is going on right now. James Ham on his way to practice. We'll give you an update because obviously the story coming out of that one is the same as the story going into that one. Uh, Keegan Murray didn't play. Uh, Keegan Murray has missed the last couple of with that with that back issue that took him out in the the second half of the f- first New Orleans game, mm-hmm. and we haven't really gotten much. Uh, regarding that, uh, obviously they've been on the road. Um, had a holiday uh, mixed in uh, with that as well, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we 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 get an update on on where Keegan's at and uh, when his next availability uh, might be. Uh, you didn't get any from anything from Chris Duarte in this one, at least in terms of stat line wise. Uh, I don't really have an issue with how he played. It's not like he was 0 for 10. He only took a handful of shots. He was out there doing some things uh, defensively. Uh, but you've had you've had you had a solid game from Harrison Barnes, who, by the way, really well. 12-22, had a nice little stretch from Harrison Barnes here in the way that he's played. Unfortunately, it didn't really amount to anything. In fact, it amounted to, to nothing uh, in New Orleans. Uh, but his 18 points were certainly valuable uh, in, in, in this one. And the bench, again, was really strong against Minnesota. Malik Monk was cooking against and Minnesota. He is okay. having he is having a terrific start to the season. He is. He is, man. And you know that that team, that Kings team on Friday, they came out like going crazy. And one of the things I liked about that game on Friday is they came out blazing, hitting threes all over the place. Um up by as many as 18, 19, or whatever the case may be. And it seemed like in, in a heartbeat, Lee was gone. Like somehow it got to six within like a minute and a half. It's like, man, this is going to be tough. But they never folded from though, from Minnesota striking back. And I think I have this right. They never allowed them to take the lead. And that's a little thing. I mean, they could go up by one or two and the Kings could hit a three and get the lead right back. So I understand that's not the end of the world if they would have took the lead. But they never let Minnesota come all the way back and take the lead in that game. It got to as low as two, I think, at one point. They found a way to push it back up. So uh, I-, I loved everything about the way they play. We talked about De'Aaron's 36 points. Yo, I think that- before you leave that, I think Minnesota led 3-0. That was it. Oh, yeah, at the beginning of the that game. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 never, yeah. they never gave up the lead again. And I don't think let me let me let me throw this at you. See if it accentuates your point. The game was never even tied after that. Yeah, it got it to two at one point. I think it was seventy two seventy in the third quarter, and the Kings still found a way to pull away from that. So I love that we talked about De'Aaron's thirty six points, and we talked about his thirty two shot attempts. Still had twelve assists though. Mm-hmm. Yep, twelve assists, seven rebounds. He yep. he had his fingerprints all over that game. 
uh, something that I, I wasn't watching leading into the season, but something you've brought up a couple of times. 38, 32, 22, and 32. Mm. Three 30-point quarters again mm-hmm. in, in this Kings game, and I feel like that is a – that's a pretty regular thing when they win. Yeah. Is they're 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 at or around that thirty point mark every quarter. I'm gonna do. Will Z could do it, but I'm gonna do it. I'll, I'll do it. I don't want to give Will Z even more work because this one is actually pretty simple to find out. I don't have to crunch too many numbers, but I'd like to see what their record is when they have three thirty point quarters. What the record is when they have two thirty point quarters. What mm-hmm. the record is when they have one or zero or anything else like that. And I just think it it goes to the way that these team this team plays because not only is it scoring obviously if you're scoring you're giving yourself a chance to win but I think to a certain degree it fuels their defense to a certain degree they the the pressure for the other team to score becomes greater if the Kings are hitting their shots mm-hmm. and they're playing defense now there's pressure on that team I talked about how I used to feel with Golden State and still do to a certain degree. But when they were in their heyday, I thought their offense was their best defense. Because if they – you knew an 8-0 if the game was tied, you knew an 8-0 run was coming. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. had to find a way to to make it not an 8-0 run. Yeah. Like that pressure mentally to score was great. And I feel like the Kings have that same type of feel with with their games when they're scoring 30 points a quarter. Um. I showed but by the way that I don't want to gloss over that 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 number that you just put out there Minnesota was playing really well defensively leading into that game yeah, you you, you said this great. yeah I was gonna say you said this at the start of the show Minnesota's was playing well period mm-hmm. they were finding you know uh, they, they were finding like a little bit of an identity on the defensive end so what Sacramento was able to do in that game shouldn't be just brushed aside as Oh, you know, they could do that against certain teams. No, like they could do that against teams that are good defensively too. Like you you're not just doing this against, you know, teams that can't stop anything. Like mm-hmm. you're 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 doing this against teams that are are are, are playing really well. To that point, real quick, you see Ant Man after the game or mm-hmm. what he had to say. I mean, yeah. He talked about it. He was like, yep. Oh, they they were moving the ball around, they were quick with everything. We just weren't ready for it, you know. Saying Dearn's praises yeah. also. Yeah. Love Ant Man. Yeah, he's a he's a He's next. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's, 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 he's the future of this league for sure. Uh, he is special. Um, but I, I, I mentioned Harrison and the way he's played. Uh, he had 22 on Wednesday. Uh, he's averaging 17 points over the last four games. Uh, unfortunately, that's only good for two and two right now. But still, you know, we're quick to jump on Harrison when he's not playing well. And the last stretch of games show that. Uh, you know he's having one of those, he's having one of those stretches mm-hmm. where he's playing really well. You hope this, this you know might amount to something. Of course, you know, let's put all let's let's bring bring complete context to this. Four games, I said. Keegan's been out three and a half, two, or two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's an accident. I, like I don't think it's an accident either. But that's also a good sign for just what Harrison can do because he's had to step up with Keegan out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that maybe he's not going to get the same opportunities the average 17 when Keegan is there, understandably so. But that's big of him to to step up 
in those moments. Be like, all right, Keegan's out. I got to pick up my offensive game, be more aggressive, and he's able to do that. I I can I continue to say, and I'm gonna keep saying. I mean, I don't necessarily need like that would be unrealistic to to think Harrison could average 17 with Keegan there because we want Keegan to sure. make a jump and all this other stuff. So I'm not gonna be if if uh, Keegan comes back and Harrison goes down to 11 over his next four games or something. I'm like, oh, what happened to the? Nah, it's come on, man. There's mm-hmm. only so many shots to go around, yeah. but I need to see him have an impact and he's had an impact on scoring and he's done some other things as well while Keegan is out hopefully that can transfer and be something that we see every single time out with Harrison because if it is Kings are lethal at that point yeah and hopefully uh, Keegan being out isn't something that continues uh, much longer Uh, we hope to have an update uh, from practice uh, today uh, is Keegan uh, left in the after the first half of the first New Orleans loss? Uh, we haven't seen him set, since. Obviously, he didn't he didn't play the the second game in New Orleans, nor did he play in Minnesota. Of course, as we noted, though, this was a stretch of basketball where the Kings were playing a lot. It was every other day, every other day, every other day, every other day, till they got through that Minnesota game. Then they've had a couple of days off, had the entire weekend off. Obviously, they don't play today. They'll host the Golden State Warriors tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, we're all amped up for that. I get that in-season tournament implications. They play the Los Angeles Clippers the next night. Mm-hmm. And then the defending champs are here on, on Saturday. So this is another really, you know, we, we've, we've, we've talked about this extensively. There's no break in the schedule. No. There's no catch-your-breath moment. Like you, This was you, about as good as it gets. This was it. No, yeah, not playing on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yep, it's about as good as it's gonna get for a little while. And when you talk competition-wise, you had the way that you know in New Orleans, you know they were, I think they were a game under five hundred when when Sacramento played them the first time. Mm-hmm. Now you look at the way Minnesota was playing going into that game. The Warriors are the Warriors, regardless of how they're playing. Of course, Draymond Green is coming back in season tournament, massive, massive in season tournament implications. The Kings win. They win the group. They host the quarterfinal. End of story. They lose. You start to scoreboard watch. And now we got to do math. Oh, man. Now math is a strong part of the the, the conversation because Minnesota's, you know, the, the, the Warriors got to beat Sacramento by so many, and then Minnesota would have to win their game by 13 more than Sacramento lost, and it would it – would, it's, it's, so it's a lot going on. Just win. Just, just win, baby. Kings win. There's no, there's no math. It. And Mike, if you know this show at all, get your boys ready. We don't want to do math. Uh, <laughs> just, just get out there and, and and get the dub. But then you got the the Clippers who are trying to put things together themselves, and then of course Denver in here over the weekend, who I do think the Kings match up really well against. Mm-hmm. But it's still Denver. It's still the yeah, defending champion. Show respect. The Clippers still the Clippers. For, uh, on top of that, multiple reports from practice that Keegan was a full participant. Um, look good to go. So. Not, they haven't. Nobody's talked yet, so we're not. Mike or Keegan saying, "Yeah, he's fully gonna play." But I mean, he's well, a full participant. The practice. last time we saw a, f- a full participant coming back from an injury was Trey. And Trey. So someone checked Keegan's stories. Did he? <laughs> did he post the Wolf of Wall Street gift? <laughs> and speaking of Trey, Trey, Trey was love yeah. seeing him back. Yeah, love seeing him back because he's hey. he's been effective right off the bat. We talked about that. I thought he was going to win him that game on. Um, Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, I, thought he, I thought he was going to win him that game. Uh, that shot in the corner, I was like, Trey, nope. Oh, all right. Underst- all right, I get it. Understandable. Yeah. So, no, he had some big-time shots on, on Wednesday and Friday. It was good to see him back. <laughs> we were just having this conversation. I think I don't, I don't remember. Oh, oh, it was leading into Thursday because your, your boys played Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And Beat you, were, that ass. you were talking about well, pause, but you were talking about like eating, getting all the food in before the game starts. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, e- yeah, like I can eat during a game, but if it's a if it's a tight fourth quarter, that's tough. Mm-hmm. My sister, God bless her, like you were here. They 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 left the crew, and, and it was like um, I I you know I, I got everything figured out for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan for dinner, so. I can pick something up. There's a great spot across the street, you know, called Bennett's. Like, look at the menu. I'll pick it up on my way home. We'll be good. So, you know, we're wrapping up the KSFM show. She texts, hey, I'm going to order for Bennett's. Let me know what you want and pick it up on your way home. Great. Again, God bless my sister. My sister, there's three Bennett's locations. Mm -mm. She could have ordered from two of them and it wouldn't have mattered. (sighs) She ordered from the one in Sacramento. Oh. And so I go to pick up the food, and brother's like, uh, I'm sorry, what's your name again? I tell him, he's like, I, I don't see anything. Could it be under another name? Like, yeah, absolutely. It could be under, you know, Serena, my sister. He's like, I don't, we don't have anything. It's like, oh. I called my sister. I was like, hey, did you happen to call the Rockland location? Oh, no. No, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I said, screenshot me the number so I can see it. So we pull it up and it's like, oh, that's the Sacramento location. I called my sister back. I was like, hey, did you pay for this food? She was like, no. It's like, okay, call them back immediately and cancel the order and see if they can salvage it somehow. <laughs> then I had to order the food. Yeah. So my punk ass is sitting at Bennett's for 45 minutes uh, watching the game, waiting for the food to be ready. They had it on this time. But well, no, I was looking at my phone. Oh no. I was looking at my phone. <laughs> but I get the food to the house, and guess what quarter it is? Oh, fourth quarter? Oh, yeah. So everyone is just feasting, and I'm sitting there staring at the screen. Because not only is it a fourth quarter, it's a fourth quarter where the Kings are just fighting to get over the hump after coming back from, what, 16, 17 17. down? And so I'm sitting there, food cold, fries cold. Best fries in the world. Damn. Cold. Damn. Cause I'm sitting there locked into that to that to that fourth quarter. That's how it be. It's like I know I normally like I can watch. Like, come on, man, what am I doing? Turns out I can't. See, see. No. I well, can't. I'll be like that in the first quarter. I know. But I was like that during Thanksgiving. We were eating. We had just gotten served the food. I mean, you know, it was supposed to be a two o'clock start. Well, but yeah. you know, but that's ended not up how being almost works. five that's, o'clock. That's not how it, it was works. about four thirty. I was yeah. like, well, and the food, wifey, bless her heart, she, you know cooked her little uh, heart out, and it, everything was bomb, filled up the plate, and I just ate what I could before kickoff, and then the Niners had the ball first, and I was standing up was, in front of the TV. It was, it was an hour before kickoff, and you <laughs> found it difficult to eat. Well, it was a lot of food. You had to pace yourself. Oh, that's understandable. You had to pace. It was a lot that's of food. We, got, we had turkey legs, I guess. Everything. The turkey that she made, like we didn't have a big old like turkey. The turkey looked like what all the football players were eating. <laughs> That's fantastic. I said, wow. That's fantastic. It was bomb, but that was a lot. Yeah, well. The stuffing was crazy. Mac and cheese was crazy. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I had to pace myself.
I got you. And while I was doing that, game started, and I was like, well, I'll be back to this plate maybe during a commercial. Okay. So that's how it is. That's I get it. Is. I get it. I, 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 I can eat during the first quarter. No <laughs> problem. But I, I sat down with everyone, and I was trying to eat. But, oh, it became one of those things where I'd turn and look at the TV, and it was just like, forget it. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go park myself on the couch. Elmas tried to try to bring him back. Elmas did. did. He did. Yeah. He did. It's, it's. I don't know what to make of that. What we said a few minutes ago with the Kings losing to the Pelicans twice, the Rockets twice, and well, the Warriors twice. Uh, it's just a weird anomaly. It's a kawinky dink, as Cameron once said. The Houston New Orleans games were in a row. The, mm-hmm. the Golden State ones weren't. They were separated by like two or three games, I think. By game, maybe yeah, it might have might have been that because it was yeah. just the Lakers game. Yeah, the Lakers. The yeah, that's right. Hurt. Yep. Um, it's just a weird quirk. Just a weird quirk. Just mm-hmm. a kawinky dink. Uh, one thing I will say about the Pelicans game, though, that I liked, and there ain't no moral victories or nothing going on, but I liked that. Like it was looking like it was about to be, not necessarily this, but Houston all over again. You weren't really competitive in the first game. Yeah. You come back and you get smacked around in the second game. Yeah. And they weren't having it. They they you know buckled down, fought back, got to a point where they could have won that game and just didn't really happen, but they they didn't let that happen again and and I was I was happy to see that. Um any while we're on Wednesday, any thoughts about the the calls, the, the two minute report? And all this other stuff. Harrison Barnes, uh, that was an offensive foul, an illegal screen. But I'm not sure why he went over the top of that screen. Um, that that was a little frustrating. Like, well, why are we going over the top? Like, they either gonna you go under the screen and you're there. You're 35 feet away from the basket. It's mm-hmm. not like you go under and he's gonna pull up on you with. Mm-hmm. Just go under. Like, why even risk that? So that was frustrating. And then the league saying. There was incidental contact with Domas, who laid out on the ground like Carmelo Anthony once, <laughs> once did while the game was still going on. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I, th- they tried to imbalance the ball. <laughs> Domas. Hey, Domas, get up. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop playing. Get up. Wasn't he face down, too? <laughs> there they were trying to look. They were trying to imbalance the ball to do the thing where they roll it to yeah. to let the yeah. clock start, and they couldn't because Domas was in the back. chalk outline around Demonte Sabonis there in the fourth. No, <laughs> but yeah, league talk. Ah, incidental contact there. Not not enough for anything. That was a that was a vicious hit. I I just don't expect it. Like one. I hate the last two minute report. Yeah. Two, I don't. I thought ex- about that on Friday. I don't too. expect what, what, what uh, was it the clay because there was a couple in a row last year. There was the Tyler Hero one. Tyler Hero. The clay, there was a point where the league just stopped acknowledging it was happening, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, so what do I do with this? <laughs> like you put out this last two minute report for transparency, but then you tell me I didn't see, right. and I, I get it. It's a coincidence, right? The entire Sacramento region saw it, but y'all didn't. 
Okay, check in with a neutral party in Miami or something and tell me if they saw the Clay Thompson fouls. Mm-hmm. Like I, I once once they just stopped it because I think they acknowledged the Tyler Hero one. Like they acknowledged one of them. They acknowledged Clay too. Okay, so then there was something happened after yeah, that. Yeah, something did happen to where they stopped yeah. it. No, it was good. It's clean. It's all I good. Think it no was, was it LeBron? Is it the Lakers loss or something like lose, that? Lose sleep over it. I don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> that I want to lose. Don't still lose. one of the low key craziest yes. moments in NBA history. Ain't no low key about it. That is the <laughs> that is the craziest moment in recent memory. NBA officials saying we lose sleep NBA over moments like this. Hadn't been heard of before or since. <laughs> it's an F Sacramento on back to back plays, but God bless it if we don't call a foul on the King on national television. <laughs> <laughs> All hell breaks loose. So yeah, now to your point though, they they just kind of stopped so, after a while. I, at that point, I just I stopped looking at it. Yeah. Like if if, and, if something comes about of it and gets out there, all right, whatever. The, like the biggest thing about it is like, what does that even nothing mean? It means nothing. Like it doesn't there, even mean anything per, to officials anymore. Per, uh, part of me appreciates the transparency to a certain degree, but it's still like. Right, but I think there's only the I think there's only a certain level of transparency because it goes from and we'll use last year's Sacramento case. It goes from oh they made a mistake late, that's tough, cost them the game. Man, they made another mistake. Okay, now you're bordering on the level of incompetence to where mm. you shouldn't have this job anymore. Mm. So we're not going to acknowledge we made a mistake. We'd rather be liars than be incompetent. Mm-hmm. And then so it's all right, y'all win. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out on the last two minute report. Yeah, hey, but they, I think yeah, Domas's then, face is fractured. He's face down, blood <laughs> pouring out of his nose. Yeah, it happens. Laid out. They're trying to roll the ball and they can't because Domas is right there. Next time I need Domas just to sprawl out like an X. <laughs> Yo, they were running a flex offense when Carmelo was like, they were just running the offense around Carmelo. Not a dead ball, coach. I don't know what to do, coach. He's Domas is dead. <laughs> oh man, that was Domas an all timer. Yeah, that well, was an all timer. Yeah, that was special. I'm glad he's all right because that was a that was a oh, that was a, a shot. Little yeah, elbow that was a too. shot. Yeah, so I'm glad he's okay. Uh, well, NBA might have one of those NFL concussion protocols to where, hey, you good? Yeah. Go for it. Did, uh, oh, boy, didn't come back into the game. Yes, I was kind of busy yesterday, Ryan. Happy birthday. Oh, air horns. Happy oh, birthday, man. Ryan. Absolutely. Happy birthday. <laughs> I can't believe it's been a year. I know. I can't believe it's been a year. Shout out to the parents who send an invitation to the party the well, night before. Don't mind me. It's busy. <laughs> I told you, there's just a. There was no vacation you know, the, over the, the last funny thing. Days. The funny thing was, I thought it because I, I I was looking at it on my phone and said, "Hey, Dame, I know it's short notice, but we're having some cake and ice cream." And I swore it said now, like, "Oh, if y'all want to come over Basically for did. you got that late night text too?" Oh yeah, yeah. Basically I'm, did. Basically I'm, did say now. I'm out at Sac City, freezing my ass off watching Rockland trying to win a section title. <laughs> Shout out Rockland, yeah. not to forget it. Yeah. Shout out to well, might be a showdown. Shout yeah, out to Grant. I don't think ain't no Shout might be about it. Over Grant. Ain't no might be about it. DPH stand up. But yeah, so but I say all that to say you were talking about concussion protocol. Oh boy, for the uh Browns didn't come back in the game, did he? No. No, 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 no. That was that well, was there, rough. <laughs> there was a couple other ones that did. That <laughs> that one oh. didn't. Um we'll come back. Uh we'll talk more about the Kings. Talk about Kessler Edwards. Let's talk about mm. the way that the Sacramento Kings BPLG. bench 
has been playing. Yes, indeed. And then we'll dive into the NFL. We'll talk about the 49ers, their win against the Seahawks. Of course, much like the Kings, we're just setting up for the next game. It's the Kings and the Warriors. It's the 49ers and the Eagles. What a game that the Eagles had. Uh, We'll talk about the Raiders as well. Some changes made there. Marcus Peters waved today. Uh, Lots to talk about is dealing with KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, good question here. What's the count on smash them boys orders? Well, I believe we're at one. I believe we're still at one. Shout out and Delivery Joe. Shout out Delivery Joe. Deli- Delivery Joe, do not wear that in the vicinity of an elementary school. <laughs> you you had a good idea on Thursday. Shout out to the, uh, the, the uh, Run for Hunger on Thanksgiving morning. That oh, was, that was, that was actually, you know, so I'll be full transparency. I was like, oh man, I don't want to get up on Thanksgiving. It's gonna be seven. It's gonna be cold. Like, I'm not interested in this. It all. was that, seven, and it was cold. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, but that was a good time. Was there was uh, there was a lot of people. I out did not there. realize that <laughs> that a lot of people out that there, there were thirty thousand people there. Wow. And I did not realize until shout out Officer Zach as I was leaving mm. that it's the largest turkey trot in the country. Really? Yeah. Wow, it yeah. sure felt like it because there was yeah. at one point it looked like at the beginning it looked like oh yeah we about to be done with this in about forty five yeah, minutes. Like, wow, it's not. I guess that you know <laughs> there was a bomb threat. So understandably, yeah. it seemed to have scared people away. Yeah. And then half the city comes rolling through, and it's like oh, <laughs> guess not. That second wave was crazy. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. Shout yeah. out to everyone that stopped and said hi. Yeah, man, a lot of people. Namely, up. Lindsay Fudge. <laughs> Shout out Lindsay Fudge for stopping by and saying hi. Shout out Lindsay. <laughs> Love me some Lindsay. Oh man, that was a good time though. But uh I bring that up to say we did have a conversation about morphing that shirt into a ladies line. <laughs> it's true. We did. It would make so much more sense. 
If you're out at Tiger on Friday night and the girls got to let's smash them boy shirts, all right. that on the ladies' line? It works. Probably work that. Make a little little crop top or something. <laughs> one, of, one of them little crop hoodies. You can do that. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah we could do that. Uh, yeah, the sale's still going on over at dealingwithkc.com if you want to get your merch, man. 30% off everything. We added designs every day over the weekend. Uh, shout out to Dave Garcia and the tremendous work uh, that he did uh, for us over the weekend for, for, for the work that he continues to do for us, the work that Donna's Dope has done. Um, by the way, if you didn't see Donna's Dope collabing with Snoop, wow. go, go peep that on yeah. IG. Yeah. yeah, shout out to our brother. Thirtieth, killing it, bro. Thirtieth anniversary of man. You talk about my man, persistence, mm-hmm. right? He does these collages. He does all of this artwork you see, and he tags these art. He does all of that stuff for nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, Ray Allen's wife noticed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spike Lee noticed. Now all of a sudden he's doing collabs. He's doing music videos. He's done stuff for for Snoop. I. I I think he talked about this on the show. Like he has, like he did artwork for President Obama. Yeah, it's crazy, man. All because he will work ungodly hours to get a job done that no one's paying for. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's he can post it on social media, tag tag the artist, hope that they'll see it. Yeah, more times than not, they don't. Mm-hmm. But when they do, you see what happens. That's what all this this whole little everything about the grind is about. There's there's so many times when you're doing stuff um, that nobody's gonna see that that you you some of it you know it's for your own enjoyment some of it you're hoping people see and they probably won't <laughs> and you keep going at it you keep doing it you keep doing it and then one day you get some kind of breakthrough and you know it could change your life so uh, shout out to Don man he does his thing for real for real that, he does. that also reminds me a little sneak peek a lot of people that are gonna listen to. 1025. Mm. Atlanta did that. Yeah, I was Atlanta. a little uncomfortable with the ludicrous part. I, so I think ludicrous I, was a little uncomfortable with the ludicrous part. I the first thing I saw was the like selfie cam they had. Mm-hmm. And I was like is this like like what's going on? Is this a a green screen? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And then he kept getting closer to the field and I said he's really suspended up there. They, pro- and, they propelled that man from the top of the stadium, and man. he did. He was not rapping "Move, bitch!" like he enjoyed it. <laughs> he was not. They, they, they do the thing. I asked the but question. But it was incredible. It was incredible. I asked the question. I'll ask it here. Like I said, you, you guys might hear it a little later. But Atlanta has a marriage with Atlanta hip hop. Atlanta sports have a marriage with Atlanta hip hop. That I I don't think anybody else does in the country. They embrace their artists with their sports teams. Sure, nobody else does it like them. They're the Falcons, the Hawks, the Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. Nobody. New York doesn't do it like that. L.A. doesn't do it like that. Houston doesn't. I don't know if anybody else can. Mm-hmm. It they, they they love the 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 sports scene. Loves their rappers and vice versa. Is I salute them. I salute them for that. What they did yesterday at that Falcons game was phenomenal. Yeah, it was incredible. They had seventy thousand people singing all these Atlanta anthems. 
It yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, they were they were into that, man. That was a that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, for sure. It was a lot more fun than watching Jack Harlow and Dolly Parton. Why does everybody hate Jack Harlow? Did you not see the Detroit Lions halftime performance? I didn't see it, but the, no. people calling him talentless and well, all this no, stuff. Well, like, that's, that's a lot. He's got the saying. number one song in the country that, right that was going. I mean, if you didn't like the performance, you didn't like the performance. But it, it, like, I, I don't think it was – I don't even think it was actually the performance. It was that they had him set up out on a stage that was like – Tucked away somewhere. A one-person state. No, that made it worse. Mm. It was like an igloo for like two people <laughs> in the middle of the field, and then you know, three hours, four hours later, you've got seventy-seven-year-old Dolly Parton <laughs> in a Dallas Cowboys making moves. Dallas, Dallas Cowboys <laughs> cheerleaders outfit with a stage as elaborate as Beyonce when I saw her in <laughs> Vegas. And it's like, y'all, y'all couldn't have gotten Jack a better setup than this. That poor yeah. brother was out there I'm, with, I'm with like, it right now. he was out there with like that, uh, an igloo. And then that stuff you lay down when you're painting the house. <laughs> hey, Jack's not going to screw up our field. So we're just going to throw this tarp out for him to <laughs> rap on. It was terrible. Hey, I, I see it now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it looked ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. They did. They didn't do much of anything for it. And but see, my whole point is, this isn't Jack Harlow's fault. Well, he didn't come up with this. He didn't. But it wasn't the most. What song it he did? The he most, did the new song, yeah. and then what else did he? Uh, he do what's popping. He did. I think that's what he started with. But he definitely did the new joint. Which, if you know the new song, the new song and that visual don't go together. Mm, right. And people who are sitting. See what I saw. What I saw this from was a lot of, I say this all the time, a lot of men our age talking about Jack Harlow. And you guys well, are out of touch. Like you said, Loving On Me is like the, the biggest the song, one song in the country. One of the it biggest is, songs is, out right now. It is very literally the number one like, song What does he do? He doesn't have anything. Excuse, I'm just going to say, you guys aren't in tune with what's going on right now. Like, people love that song. My wife loves that song. The kids love that song. Like, the song is booming right now they're like what does he, what does he even do there was Why nothing is he there was Andy yeah there's no there was no halftime that was for us no. Look, jack harlow ain't for us dolly parton ain't for us we can't get everything we're getting yeah. the super bowl so well, just, well we got the falcons on sunday get the falcons we got on that sunday. that's, that's Absolutely. pretty much what we got so but yeah they they'd be, they be getting mad at jack harlow i like jack harlow he's fine i, I think one of the records cut out or skipped or something it was a little rocky Man. but again that stuff's not his fault no Jack Harlow, all right with me. Shout out Dolly Parton. Shout out Dolly, man. Dolly was trying to do her thing. She's like, I'm in, I'm in my cowgirl shorts doing my thing. My sister said Dolly looked like she was about to tip over, and I just <laughs> fell out. She was holding on to the back rail. Like, oh, Dolly about to just fall over. Can you name a Dolly Parton song? Yeah, 9 to 5. I know that record. Uh... I, I mean, I, I just like. Uh, I know she the, got one with Kenny Rogers. I think that's. Uh, I, uh, and that's it. That's all I, I know. Can't name one. I, I Nine to five, I think, was a movie. Like that, 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 that. That's like a definitive '80s record. Like I know, I know that. Like I know my, I know my '80s records. Shout out Dolly Parton, man. I, she, uh, I just know her as the, the, you know, the celebrity. I don't really mm-hmm. like know her work. I just mm-hmm. know how how famous she is and. 
She's still out here doing her thing. Big ups. What? Hold on. Hey, hey, uh, producer, uh, Kyle, go go ahead. What was that text you just sent? Because because so so I I got a text. <laughs> I got a text. Is all caps, and it's one word. It says wood. Whoa, whoa! Not 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 whoa. not not W O O D, W O U L D. Can you can you uh, explain what what that? Because there's no question mark. There's no exclamation point. What is what is the what does this text mean? I'm uh, I, dollar look great. <laughs> This dude right here. My okay. guy couldn't even speak right couldn't now. Couldn't even say it. <laughs> couldn't even ask the question that was running through his head right now. I want you to say, now nah, you know what? I don't even want you to say that. I wouldn't even be able to look at you the same. <laughs> I want you to say what's going through your mind right now. Hey, matter of fact, we got the perfect uh, Twitter thread for you. <laughs> we got that's the perfect one. Just go the, ahead. I think the respond to it. I believe the thread was who would you sleep with, even though it would still be problematic. There was some, bro. I fell out <laughs> when I saw Kim Mulkey's name in there. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this no more. I'm through with Twitter and X and. Well, oh man. Well, like I guess. All right. I guess this is where we are. Well, okay. I, 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 that, those thoughts didn't run through my head, but not mine either, but that feels like a flag on the play. But I think we shouldn't let him, we're going to let him go. No, no, we let that go. We, hey, play on. Play on. We'll let him play on. I don't judge. I don't judge. I mean, we, we talk, we talk about, uh, Felicia Rashad. She ain't no spring chicken. We don't, I don't think we talk about Felicia like that. Felicia actually, in the last maybe five years, has started to like finally, like she's look. got to be in her seventies, right? Yeah, she's. I mean, Dolly was seventy-seven. Yeah, she I, looked. She looked older in um, Creed. Yeah, she's like in the last five years, she's starting to finally like she still looks great, but she looks like an older woman. Marcus, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Lady Eloise. It's Lady Eloise. That's a great call by David. It's like Eddie and Boomerang. It's Lady Eloise. <laughs> she has no power. What's uh how old is is uh oh yeah, she's not that old at all. I'm not I'm not even Who? looking at uh Felicia? No. I'm looking at uh, another girl that I thought was a little older, but she looks great. Who? My girl Giselle from uh Housewives of Potomac. Giselle's fine. I, you and Morgan are in on that. I have no idea. I was watching Potomac last night. How old's Angela Bassett? She's got She's probably 60. 60. Probably 60. Through 65 in the chat. Oh, okay. 65. Uh, Angela Bassett, 65? Yeah. Okay. She looks great. We did have a humbling moment um, out at the uh, Turkey Trot when one of our wonderful promotions people was unfamiliar with Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Not like a full, wait, refresh my memory, but a full on, who's Lawrence Fishburne? I don't know who that is. All right, forget it. Just forget it. It's fine. We had to go all the way to something he did in like 2012. 
No, we had to go to Blackish. That's what I'm that's saying. That's like we had to, 2012. We had to go to Pops. Like it, not, 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 I mean, that's a sitcom. That's on network television. That's a big deal. This is an Oscar-nominated actor right here. But that's fine. I was going to say, is that fair or foul for not knowing Lawrence Fishburne? Like, I know who that is or whatever, but like at, at the young age, like to, people. To you, what's, what's Lawrence Fishburne's most famous role to you? To me, every time I think of um, Lawrence Fishburne, I think of Boys in the Hood. Mm. Okay. Mm. Furious. That's good stuff. Um, and then we we were trying to figure out what was his more famous, iconic role. Well, it's not for us, but it's probably oh the Matrix. The Matrix. Sure. But like, aside from the Matrix, yeah, we were I think trying to figure Ike. out if it was Boys in Hood or I think Ike it's Turner. Ike. Yeah, I think it's Ike. Like there are memes it, out there. I think there are. I think there are people who think some of those Lawrence Fishburne memes uh, are Ike Turner. Yeah, there's that. That's a good debate because here the the thing about this. Um, I think Boys in the Hood is a more iconic movie. You, that comes on VH1. Then, then what's, what's Love a, Got to yeah. Do with It? What's, when's the last time that you've ever seen that? Well, you're asking the wrong person. It's not on. It don't come on none of the movie channels. It don't come on VH1. Boys in the Hood is on VH1 every other month. Right. Well, we're in a different time, and I think too? I think there are scenes yeah. in What's Love Got to Do with It that they yeah. don't want on. VH1 anymore, mm-hmm. or be, like you have to full on cut that stuff out, and it you can't do that movie without those scenes. Fair enough. So uh, that's probably part of it. Um, I started to notice certain words being bleeped out. Of it's like I know they didn't say a bad word right there. Mm. What am I hearing? And there are there are certain words that get bleeped out because they're triggering for people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the case with that movie. Yeah. Um. But I won't argue whichever one you decide to pick. Uh, just like I won't argue uh, who my favorite player on the Kings uh, bench is. I was, I don't, we go to the Kings. I was just about to shout out real quick from the from the turkey run, all the um, the the homeowners who were hey, on the uh, the path. And yep, were giving people refreshments at eight a.m. Yep. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I think you had left. There was like three. Uh, Young ladies who came by, oh, we love KSFM. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, we love KSFM. Like, yeah, the refreshments Kenny's talking about <laughs> isn't the water that you hand out <laughs> to runners. It was the shots that the uh, people in the fabulous 40s were pouring uh, for the runners. Shout the, out the, to them, man. And, and, and I know a couple of young ladies were running with mimosas. Yes. Yeah, a couple they came by a little later too. I was like, "What you got in the cup?" She said, "Something." I yeah, I found a fun uh, TikTok way to make mimosas because you know how it, no one really wants the orange juice part; they only pretend like they do. What you talking about? Nobody, no, nobody really wants the orange juice. They just want to drink champagne for breakfast, and it's like, oh, it's just a splash of orange juice. No, I want a light skin mimosa. Just put a little little splash Who in. Who does that? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying literally everyone. No, no. Literally everyone. I'm I'm not not into that. The orange juice is just fine for me. Orange juice and and champagne is just fine. I made uh, frozen. uh, I made like orange juice ice cubes. Mm. Threw those little round ones. Threw Mm. those in the in the in the champagne glass with the champagne on top. Fire. Mm. Fire. Shout out, my man stuff. Brett Barish and Luke Belair. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Um, 
King's bench. A light-skinned Mimosa. A light-skinned Kessler Edwards. <laughs> Ten points for D-P-O-G. D-P-O-G, indeed. Um, it, and this, again, when you talk about the Kings and you start looking for, like, when you start talking about signs of a good team, one of the signs of a good team to me is a guy like Kessler Edwards who might not contribute 82 games. Mm-hmm. He'll con. Hey, you need a spark from someone. Who's it going to be tonight? Because you know what you're getting at this point. You know what you're getting from Malik. Yeah. Malik is going to lead that second group. You can pretty much lock Trey Lyles into contribute uh, to 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 contributing for you. But is it going to be Davion? Is it Javale? Is it Alex Lynn? Who's it? Is it Kessler Edwards? Is it Kobe Jones? Who's going to be the guy who? who steps forward and does a little bit extra. And we saw Kessler Edwards do just that against Minnesota on Friday. Yeah, he, he was – I mean, Anthony Edwards was doing his thing. Um, but Kessler Edwards was doing what you could, you know, making him work, um, getting in the passing lanes, being disruptive on the defensive end. We talk about it all the time. A guy like him, man, he's going he's gonna to get his. Like, there's going to be times when he's going to get his 37 – and there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is try to make him work. And I thought Kessler Edwards helped with that uh, in, a, in a great way mm-hmm. on, on Friday night. He, he earned that DPLG crown. Indeed he did. And uh, speaking of uh, guys on that second group, uh, let's go to our man Sean Cunningham here uh, at practice today talking to the media scrum, talking to uh, Trey Lyles. Deep into it, but guys are definitely aware of where we're standing, and coaches for sure um, are keeping us engaged in that. Um, but we just got to go out and compete every game like it's a championship game. So. Does it feel a little bit more amped up in those games? I yeah, I, I think so. From uh, the court being different, jerseys being different, the stands, the fans, and stuff like that, we know what's at stake. Being able to go to Vegas and, and compete for another championship midseason or beginning of the season. So I think it's a little fun for everybody to be involved in. You guys are going to be taking on the Warriors, and they're going to be getting back Draymond Green. What, what kind of juice do you think they're going to be playing with getting him back after missing for five games? Uh, I think we saw it last year. You know, he definitely helps them out a lot with energy and just competitiveness. So I'm sure they'll be hyped to have him back. But we just got to go out there and play our game and play together. I think we'll be good. This is your first time playing the Warriors this year. I mean, this is the third matchup between the two teams. Um, is there extra emotion in this one, especially with what happened last year in Game 7? Uh. Personally, no, nah, I just got to you know, approach it like every other game. Um, it's important, you know, uh, they got us the first two games, so we want to make sure that we don't go down 0-3 in the end of the season, um, you know, head-to-head. So we just got to come out there and compete and uh, fight like it is a game seven. So I think we'll be okay. How long did it take you to get over that game seven? Uh, it took a while, you know. Uh, it was definitely a bad taste in, in I think, everybody's mouth. But, um, you know, I think we're coming back this season with a little bit more energy I'm 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 gonna hit pause right there uh for those who, who weren't watching and were only listening. He had like a half ass smirk on his face when Deuce brought up the the Warriors mm. the playoff series. And that leads me to believe Trey's lying. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he says uh, like oh is just approach I believe he wants to approach it as any other game I believe that part is a hundred percent accurate the little smirk at the start of those two different questions mm-hmm. leads me to believe he's probably going to have a harder time doing that 
then and he might recognize he's going to have a harder time doing that then his mind wants him to believe yeah. that's that's coach speak hey it's, it's it's just another game it's the 16th game of the season or whatever it is obviously a chance at the the in season tournament is on the line but Trey knows Mike knows De'Aaron knows Monty knows Vivek knows the lady who handed the Pope a jersey knows <laughs> it's the Warriors it's a bigger deal yeah yeah and this is a it's all encompassing, right? Like it's the in-season tournament. The Kings are back home after being gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. You, you've been there a number of different times, especially now since they they're good. People miss the Kings when they're gone here yeah. in the city, mm-hmm. and when the Kings are home, it's like the Kings are home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be amped up energy because of that, and then you throw in the fact that it's the Golden State Warriors, and. Yeah, it's not going to be. The, 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 if the stakes game. were exactly the same and tomorrow night was against a second night against the Timberwolves, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. Pelican, Thanks. it'd be different. Spurs, it'd be different. But it's it's not. Yep. It's the Warriors. And so it's we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, we know. For better be or up. for worse, we know what it is. And you got the caveat of Draymond making his return, yep. like we mentioned earlier. I'm sure he'll with... be greeted very nicely by back, the crowd. Backpack. Back. Backpack, backpack. Do it, Scott Moat. Oh, Scott can't do that. Scott can't do that. No, whoever controls the sound. That's a that's a door of the explorer uh clip. Play that. That might be Mo. Six, I think Mo 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 Six eight guard out of or six eight forward out of Michigan State and then Dora. Backpack, yeah, backpack. I don't think you could do that. Backpack. No, I don't think you could do that. Yeah, you can. I don't think you can. Why not? That's probably against league policies. Like, like to hit a sound effect for a player. I think they the hit only... the LeBron James, I... the little kid. Well, they got in trouble for Russell when... Westbrook, didn't they? They did. Yeah. What did they do with Westbrook? The cold as ice thing. Mm. Yeah, they did that during the game too. Matter of fact, I don't think it can zero in on a player. Well, just play Dora the whole time. Well, and time it up for Draymond Green. Dora Knight at the Golden One Center. Boom. Let's do it. <laughs> Or just start a chant of 17, that it's going to be 18,000 tomorrow. Do a oh, chant man. of 18,000 people. <laughs> they didn't added a couple more rows. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> Call to one center. I don't know. They're just going to start counting the people who are standing outside to it. Uh, Polanco. <laughs> it's 27,000 people. <laughs> 27,000 people at the Golden One Center People tonight. at Tom's Watch Bar. Well, that, might get you, that might get you to 27,000. No, I ain't going to lie to you. Jumping. <laughs> Took 10 years for that building to open, but, man, it's popping now. People are acting like it's about to close on Friday. Goodness gracious. We'll come back. Uh, more Kings basketball ahead. We'll keep you updated on everything that's going on in practice. James Ham tweeted, uh, as others have, that uh, Keegan Murray was a full go uh, at practice. Uh, once we get video, if we get video of Mike Brown, we'll bring that to you. Uh, 49ers got a win uh, on Thanksgiving. Sets up the showdown that uh, everyone has been waiting for. The 49ers and the Eagles this week. We'll talk about it. It's Lilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I don't I can't remember a time that you were this anxious to talk about something wrestling related. This CM Punk return has Kenny legitimately pissed off. I don't just, like his ass. Legitimately. Angry. And everybody loves him. And I don't get I don't, it. I don't, Why don't, don't you no, like well, him? Not everyone I, loves him. Because I said, I said, this is my thought on him. Um, not not uh, not every the wrestlers don't seem to care about him. No. The fans seem to love him. The wrestlers don't seem to care about him. Some do, but um, 
my thought on punk is I, I read them a while ago and it just keeps proving me right. It's this fake love for the business because he only loves the business when he benefits the most. I disagree with that a little bit. I think he loves the business as long as he can control it. Well, yeah, I don't I agree. think it has to do with I the amount with of money that he makes. Like he wants to control everything. That. And uh, he wanted to be in the main event against The Rock instead of it being John Cena. And I understand the way that that year went. That would have made perfect sense. I do like Punk. Punk versus The Rock wouldn't have done what The Rock versus Cena did in that second main. Like it just wouldn't have worked. Mm. Um, it's, I, to, to me, though, the, 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 to me, I got asked a great question, by the way, from our mutual friend who will get fired if I say his name. So don't I don't want to do that. But it was a he said he asked me, what's the difference between Draymond Green fans and CM Punk fans? And I had to think about that for a second. Like. Oh, I get it. Like I get where, like constantly a disruption. Mm hmm. Constant feels like you blindly support this guy, despite the fact like you loved when he showed up two years ago. I, the, the, the Saturday was one of the biggest reactions I saw in professional sports. If you take away, I saw the same exact reaction from probably the same people two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, that died. Now, a big reason the punk thing, I the thing, in my opinion, went the way that they booked him wrong. I told Jesse today. AEW? A- yeah, yeah, it was like, I, I, with all due respect to Darby Allen, I don't care. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want that. He better, I believe, this is my opinion, if it happens in front of that curtain, whether the cameras are rolling or not, it's a work. The Seth stuff is a work. That's how I, yeah. I got two calls tonight. You bring Punk out to start the show, he puts that microphone up to his face, and Roman's music hits. Mm. that'll piss everyone off. Mm. Same scenario. Put the mic to his face. Seth Rollins music hits. Boom. You start to build that program for whatever show you're building it for. And you, and and punk doesn't get to talk, but you have to start him with something that matters. I don't want punk versus LA Knight. I'm out. No, if I see that, I'm I don't, I don't care. Don't, don't, don't bury him, you know, in, in, in his return. I, I had a lengthy discussion with, with my cousin Ace about this because I text him out of nowhere on Sunday with a bunch of expletives about punk. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you like him? I said, because he's overrated. I think he's the most overrated uh, wrestler maybe in history because my my thought is, and Jesse, I'll let you talk, they put him up there as if he's first tier and he's not. He's not a first tier. He's not Shawn Michaels, uh, Hogan Rock, Stone Cold. He's not there. You know what he was though? He was he was Daniel Bryan before Daniel Bryan. I think he's on that tier. That's I think he's on. I told him this. I said so, I think he's on. I think he's on the same tier as Seth but and see, Randy Orton. Yeah. So what 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 those guys are are like. In terms of what they, the uh, a combination of in the ring on the mic, they're the, they are the best. Daniel Punk, like they're 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 the. What they're not though is the guy that you build the company around. Mm. They're not the Roman, or the Cena. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, to a certain, to a lesser degree, but so like Randy Orton, kind they kind of tried to make Randy Orton that, mm-hmm. and it didn't really work. He's, you're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. He's on that second tier, but he's almost like in between those two tiers. Mm. You can't build the company around him, but he has everything it takes. Like he got over because he was really good. He got over because he could talk really well. People forget, leading into that famous promo, he was an announcer. Because he was mm-hmm. healing from an injury. Mm-hmm. And he got over as a baby face because he was so good as an announcer. And this was coming off of that straight edge society stuff, which when that was like the judgment day before the judgment mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was he's so good it got to the point where you couldn't deny him anymore. And the right combination of events led to that money in the bank in Chicago. And and real quick, I don't want to hear what Jesse gotta say. But my whole thing with punk when I said He's just about he's he's good. He's great for everybody because you hear stories of even Seth has said he helped me out a lot. Yep. Jay talked about he helped me out a lot. As long as Seth is at the top, he'll help the other people out. But this is what I always say, and that's what I told my as long as Punk is at the top. Or, yeah, as long as Punk is at the top, he'll he'll be good. He'll be mm-hmm. he'll be great. Mm-hmm. He'll be James Harden. Mm-hmm. Well <laughs> when everything's going good. But I say Punk could never do what Seth Rollins just did for the last year and a half in WWE. Seth was at the top, and he accepted the fallback role so this bloodline thing could go down. Punk would have been caused chaos and probably would have gotten fired or quit. Even though the bloodline was best for business, I don't think – and Seth was like doing – he was uh, doing uh, angles with – What's my man? RK Bro guy. Like he was having feuding with him. Punk would never do that. He would have been cause of disruption. I think I disagree, but I don't disagree enough to fight you on it. Did you want to weigh in? Uh, like Punk, like I like and this is congratulations. Take your victory. Yeah, lap, I, you know way. what? By the way, I'm Booker of the Year. By the way, okay, I got the Rock your, and CM Punk. You guys are welcome take, in the chat. Take your victory. All the wrestling lap. fans. All right, I did this. All right, I did this. Finally, I, I got concerned. <laughs> they put the copyright graphic up. I was like, oh man, poor Jesse. And then the music hit. It had the people buzzing on Saturday oh, night. It did. I think it people did. don't like Punk because like the stuff you mentioned. Like he is, like he is a jerk. You could like people said said as much. People that deal with him, he's a jerk. Me, I don't. I don't care about the AEW back like backstage stuff. I like, mm-hmm. care less about that. He's on TV. He's entertaining. That's why I like him. He gets yeah. a reaction. Like yesterday, people in the chat saying he's overrated. He was trending up until they was top five and trending on Twitter up until last night, showing it on Saturday. He's not overrated. He's 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 a ten out of ten on the microphone. He's a ten out of ten in the ring. The issue now is he's proven to be problematic. He in in lost in all of that. He gets hurt a lot. Mm. So. Because he's older. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't been in the WWE since, like, 2014, well, 15? That's the, yeah, that's the other thing that I was talking about, too. I, I told I told my cousin, because I'm, like, big on the moments and, and legacy and stuff like that. Since the, the pipe bomb, what has he given us? That's almost 10 years ago. Well, yeah, he left. And he left shortly because don't forget. And he went to AEW. But he didn't really give us much. But don't. But, but, well, I'm not going to put that on him. But like, WCW that. Yeah, don't don't diminish what happened after that 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 pipe bomb. He was champion for like over a year. 
he 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 was, had a he was good. He had he's, a he's he's really good. He had he's really good. He put the rock in position to set up the the John Cena stuff. He worked with Cena all through all that. He did some great stuff with Randy Orton. He brought he had Daniel Bryan headlining matches of pay per views. He, he had Daniel Bryan in the main event of like I think SummerSlam, and don't and in in, in the midst of all he turned heel. He, After all of that, he he wound up turning heel, and he was incredible with Paul Heyman. He's 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 really good. My this is my argument when they because like once once again, this all comes from people thinking he's higher than what I I think he is. He doesn't have a yes movement moment. He don't have Seth cashing in money in the bank. I think that's what the pipe bomb and money in the bank is. Pipe. Pipe bomb's kind of, I don't want to say yeah, iconic, pipe, but that's big time. Pipe bomb right is there. iconic. Yeah. But that's, he didn't do nothing after that. Well, he did money. Yeah, he did, though. He, he, he was did good. Money in, he did money he in the good. bank. He had the he had that night at Money in the Bank where he won the title and he blew the kiss to Vince McMahon and he went home with the title. Yeah. Don't this yeah, but, but, so, so I'm not going to take away from that. A lot of that has to do with two, two things Chicago and Cena. Absolutely. So, the, but there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like WrestleMania three had to do with Hogan and Andre. Like, Seth's money in the bank was cashing in with Seth. Well, that was a that was a WrestleMania main event cash in. That wasn't so much. It was Seth. I'm not taking like Seth's roll away in that, mm-hmm. but it was a cash in in the main event at Money in the Bank. And don't purposely take the context of that match away because as amazing as it is now, don't forget. They did not want Roman to get that yes, title. Yes. They Very meaning they true. meaning the 70,000 people at at uh Levi Stadium. Yes movement. You ain't got nothing like the yes movement. That's what the pipe bomb is. The yes movement was bigger than the pipe bomb. But but that's 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 what the moment is. And don't the views kind of matter too to kind of show like he is still kind of that guy cuz I mean uh, they're doing yes 27 million views on videos. Everyone whoever's tweeting about it is doing he's, numbers. Yes, he's, he's, Yes and no, because that, that, kind of, that matters now. No, uh, no, nah, because like I told my cousin, he tried to bring that up too. Conor McGregor does will do numbers too. Well, it's not he's, wrestling. That's that's definitely. He's a bigger deal than he's. He might not be as big as some people think he is, but he's, he's a, a bigger he's a deal, deal, bigger deal uh, had, than you're giving him he, credit. No, because I recognize that he had he had the Twitter buzzing on Saturday. But you know what my you issue is? Away from him. Like, what type of ass would I look like? If in a year I go to work at eleven forty, mm. see that's the part that I can't get over. Now this is, now I get Damon Vince and, isn't really Damon even in co coming. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing that I can't get over, like I get like Triple H is in charge, and you know Triple H said at the press conference, if you if you don't change in ten years, like that's a problem. Like mm. I'm not the same person. He's not the same person. We're in a different position than we were, a completely different position than we were 10 years ago. All the reports are Vince McMahon didn't know about this. These mm-hmm. things aren't Vince McMahon's call anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, I get it. It's just, as recently as two years ago, you sat in the middle of a ring in Chicago mm-hmm. and said you left pro wrestling August 28, 2004, or whatever day your last day in ROH was. Mm-hmm. And that was your big return to professional wrestling. You erased WWE from your history because that's not professional wrestling to you. You debuted at the end of a War Games match that was very professional wrestling in front of a crowd that couldn't have received you more friendlier. 
to me, everything about CM Punk moving forward starts tonight. Mm. You, I need an explanation as to why you're back. Eh, he's full of it. That's why. Now, I will say this. Even with all my CM- or be th- Then that's fine. Be a heel. Say, I'm back because Triple H is paying me well. Take Like, be a heel, and I'm, I'm good with that. For, for, for all the, the hate I have for CM Punk, and we can, we can move on from this, and I acknowledge this taste, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins is going to be iconic. He's entertaining, and he makes money. That's what it's matters. Going, I, I am not – I am interested – this, I've been I've been off of wrestling for like two three months. Like nothing has really been able to captivate me. Punk versus Seth. You know what's funny? Nah, that's 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 iconic. This is this is gonna be the one. Yeah, I watched know, today. I haven't watched in years. I'll watch today. What's great about that is Seth has to win. Mm. Seth has to win because you Seth can't you can't keep making Seth this guy. He did it with Cody. And he did it in the most incredible way. Like, I think it was like, you did it at WrestleMania. You gave Cody that moment. You did it at WrestleMania Backlash or whatever that it was. Then you main evented Hell in a Cell where Cody's entire left side of his body is like purple and bruised because he tore his pack. You did it again then. Mm -hmm. You can't do that here. Set this up the right way. Let Seth go over, find a way to keep Punk strong. But you, to me, for the first time in a long time, you diminish Seth if Punk comes in and beats him. Mm. Then Punk leaves because he's mad because we booked him. I was about to say, if if Punk wins, we know he said. (laughs) Punk ain't leaving. Punk ain't leaving. Now, look, I will say that, though. This Seth Punk thing, I'm hyped for that. I'm, I'm locked in tonight. I'm locked in. I'm and watching. both can talk. Both, yeah. both, both, both will, will will keep you interested. I got, I got, uh, I got uh, distracted because I I saw James posted video of of De'Aaron Fox, where James, I believe, speaking only to us, wrote in the tweet, "Hey, just a warning, but there's an f bomb thrown in in the middle." <laughs> Shout out, James Ham. Thank you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Best co-worker in the game because he knew we were going to play it. He's like, hey, hey, guys, just a, just a quick warning. Uh, don't play it. Um, Thank all you, right. James. CM Punk returned. Can we see another one tomorrow? Keegan Murray was full participant today. Oh, yeah, oh, Keegan That back. was a good segue. That was very nice. Very I learned nice, from you. Jesse. I learned from no, the best. No, it was very good. It was very good. Keegan back. Keegan back. Hit well, the, that's hit, just my opinion. I'm hit, not reporting. Hit that. cult of personality. It definitely looks like he's back. It's it's awesome. The guys are talking to De'Aaron and, and Trey. I'm, I'm just, can we throw Mike up there? Well, what Mike will do is, oh, we'll wait and see tomorrow. And then at 6.30, the starting lineup will come out and Keegan Murray is <laughs> yeah. there. I guarantee you Steve Kerr saw Keegan Murray, a full participant at practice. Therefore, Steve Kerr is now game planning for Keegan Murray to start tomorrow night's game at yeah. the Golden One Center. Yeah, for sure. Do you uh, do you feel the I I kind of talked and didn't let you get your thoughts in about it. Do you feel the same way that I do, where it's like, yo, this is a this is definitely a big game for the Kings, and and having yeah. to win this game, and you know, getting in a situation where you don't want to keep losing to the Warriors like this. No, absolutely. Are Go they ahead, in a place? Are the Kings in a place where the Cowboys are with the Forty Nineers? Mm. Good point. Yeah, perfectly fair comp. I don't like. I don't. And even with me saying this, I don't even know if it's that drastic. Maybe it's just the feeling. Well, the thing I have is, if right the now, Cowboys Forty ers the next time they play, it, 
it's probably in the playoffs. Right. So, and I think regardless of the come of the series, I mean, the Niners were, or excuse me, the 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 Kings were very very competitive against the Warriors in a playoff setting. The Niners have just destroyed the Cowboys. Cowboys, there, there's a part of the Cowboys that feel like we don't even belong. So, well, they don't feel that way. But us looking at it like they don't even belong in the same discussion. I don't think people about Kings and Warriors. So th- th- this to me feels kind of like the the Eagles one score game things. You can look at, you can, whatever your lenses are is how you're going to see it. And I'll ask, so you've got, it looks like the Cowboys aren't in another tier. But what's worse, and I know it's preseason, but just work with me here. Clay and Steph hitting game winners to beat you. And it's the constant, because to me, it's like, man, we're good enough to beat other teams. I'll use your Cowboys 49. We're, we're, we're good enough to be 13 and 3, 14 and 3, whatever we are. And God, we, just, we can't compete with this team versus we are good enough to beat them, mm. but we can't. Like that's how I look at that's how I look that's why the that's why the uh the Steph preseason shot bothered me so much cuz it's like god damn they still have Steph and you can't do anything about it. Mm. And then you have a situation with Clay where it's like, well, Clay's not Steph, but damn, he could do it too. The, the I And I don't know which one is, the, 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 I I brought that up cuz I don't know which one's worse, not being able to compete or competing. And oftentimes looking like the better team and still not being able to win. I would say, I would probably say getting smacked around. Because now you're like, there's, we can't, we just, we just can't beat these guys. I feel like, like when we, you or get, we can't even compete. We can't even get into a, a position where we're keeping it close and, and maybe we can do some stuff. And to be fair to the Cowboys, they didn't get beat up by the Niners last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was a, a tight competitive game. Um, they kept Dak turned the ball over a couple times and kept them from winning that one. But they looked completely terrified the two years ago in the wild card mm-hmm. game. And this year they just got destroyed. So I, I wouldn't want that. I'd more so want where the Kings may be with the Warriors. I think with the Kings, I'd start getting worried about them and the Warriors if these teams faced off in the playoffs again and the Kings got bounced. Like, if you lose in the regular season, like, that happens or whatnot. But if you get to the playoffs again, and like, we expect, I think right now, the Kings are a better team than the Warriors and all that. Yeah. You get to the playoffs again, you lose to them, like, that's okay. They got your number. We have an issue here. That's more so where I'm at. You know, I, I am, like, I'm, what I said is true, though. Like, I'd, I would not feel good. I wouldn't be able to just brush off a loss tomorrow. Like, I, I wouldn't be, ah, it's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, usually I can kind of shake those things and be like, yeah, you know, it's regular season, no big deal. Tomorrow would bother me mm-hmm. if they lost that game. I feel like when you get blown out, you can rationalize it. Mm. We did it with Houston. Well, it wasn't good. It wasn't an enjoyable conversation. I feel like the oh, man, we didn't come to play. Oh, we didn't do this. We didn't. You, you could do that. I just get stuck with like, what could you have done differently? Mm. That's the a game four or five or whatever it was. The Clay Thompson game. What could you have done differently? The Steph Curry preseason game. Everyone played. What could you have done differently? Um, game seven, there was probably too many different things at play to just point to Steph Curry's 50, but that played a big part in it. Mm. Um, I feel like those get harder to rationalize than getting blown out. 
blown out. You start it was it, game seven's a perfect example. The, the game seven, we had a whole quarter to digest. Okay, it's over. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 run is over. The season's going to end. You're still around. We're still around Marcus Thompson. We're still around. You know all of the all of the the Bay Area contingent that made their way. We're still around all our people. And it's like okay, I can wrap. I can I can start to wrap my brain around this and the season and 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 everything that happened. I think that brings a certain level of like I won't say calmness, but a certain level of levity to it. We even saw the way that the guys talked after the game, mm-hmm. and even more so the next game. When you lose at the buzzer, that's different. When you lose in the final, in in in, in the buzzer is obviously the most dramatic outcome. When you lose in the final possessions, mm-hmm. I feel like it's different because in those moments. You threw everything that you had. Game seven, you had it, you had it, and then you didn't. Steph put it away. You couldn't get rebounds. There's a million things that happened. And just like us, those guys were able to find levity in that loss as the loss was happening. You're not able to do that in close possession games. The, the, and the, they play this team close. The difference with that, though, in these situations, there are built-in reasons slash excuses for all this king stuff. In the playoffs, <clears throat> what do we say here? And a lot of people say some Aaron's, pe- finger. Some, Aaron's finger. You don't mm-hmm. break his finger, they're going to win that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, preseason game. Still, pre- I don't say that, by the way. But I, I, I don't. I'm, but I hear. I mean, he was affected by the finger. Like he was. A, sure. He was, we can't. Sure. The man played with a broken no, no, finger. Sure. He decided to go out and play. So whatever. I'm just not willing I, whatever, to say they would have won the series. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know that at all. It's just one of those things where. The guy was averaging 30-something points a game before mm-hmm. he broke his finger. Yep. And then he got a little – he had turned the ball over, couldn't dribble the same way, things of that nature. Yeah. So who knows what would have happened. Uh, the preseason game, still the preseason. It's still, I, I got you. Uh, the first game – now the Kings could point the, – the Warriors didn't have Draymond. I think they played better with Draymond a lot of times or without, without him. Without him. Um, Kings could say they didn't have Trey Lyles. Uh, people outside of Sacramento might not understand – how big of a deal that is for this team. Um, but that's what you can point to. And then the second and that time. That was the third quarter yeah, run, right? Yeah. And then the second time, they didn't have De'Aaron Fox. Right. Tuesday, everybody looks to be there for the Kings. That's what it looks like. You know, you're playing well. They're not. Um, it looks like everybody's healthy. But their hero's back. Well, you know, running down the aisle like Ultimate Warrior. By God, that's Draymond Green's music. <laughs> So I think, yeah. Th- Strangely enough, the Ultimate Warrior got suspended a lot too. So. Yeah, you saying he's on saying Draymond <laughs> Royd raging? Is that what we're saying? Allegedly, Is CM Punk the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> no, because CM Punk can like wrestle and stuff. He's no, I okay. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior was really popular. Not my bag. Didn't not. I was I was a Hulkamaniac, which ages badly. But well, Jesse might not know that the Warrior. Having both belts is bigger than anything Punk ever did. Yeah, but he had the belts for like a minute. Like he literally nobody, just he nobody, literally, he literally had the belt for a all minute. Don't like nobody care about all that? Forfeited, well, and I think the Punky Tonk Man winner. <laughs> ultimate Warrior is the something. ultimate triple single wrestler of all time. Like that's him. So is the it, Ultimate Warrior is Draymond Green. Yeah. Mm. He's Hall oh, of Fame. He's Hall of Fame. He's, he's Hall of Fame. But like, like nobody talks about his talent. Like it's like like as far as like he never put on great matches and stuff. Wow. You do the extra stuff, the, the added details. 
I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I see him working. I don't hate it. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, so we're putting Warrior in the casket, in the casket, and Sledgehammers. Who are we doing that with yeah. Draymond Green? Who's in Draymond with Sledgehammers? <laughs> yep, yep, I'm with it. So, so tomorrow, I'm I'm also with Jesse on. We take a step back and and see. They might not even play the Warriors in the playoffs. So if they lost on Tuesday. It may not mean anything. weird because I saw someone throw it in the chat. Like tomorrow's kind of a big deal. Like, is it, it really? Is, is it well, though? It, it is. It is. It, it is. Like, I, it, and like, you know me, for, Jesse. I'm it, usually like, uh, no big deal. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, like, usually I kind of I'm not really tripping off this stuff. But so you, you want to win this game? I do feel like the conversation is going to change though. Everyone's in on the in season tournament right now because so many teams are still capable of winning it. Once the quarters get set, you're going to start hearing, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. Once the semis get set, it's going to get louder. Once the finals get here, this is dumb. Go ahead, Jesse. Okay, so this is a big deal because of the in-season tournament stuff then. Both. The, well, so for, well, you're playing – and in-season has something to do with it, but you're playing the Warriors with something at stake. That's it. I got you guys. Okay. That's it. Yeah, there's very clearly something on the line here. Okay. Kings win. They've won, the, they've won their group, and they're hosting a quarterfinal game. At G1C. Okay, yeah, I think I'm looking at this more like I this think. is a regular season game between the two teams. But, yeah, with the in-season tournament, yeah, I, get, I get that, though. We just don't know when. No. I tried to find it earlier. Yeah, and couldn't. I couldn't find that schedule. But we know the semi is Thursday, the 7th. Yes. yes. Yeah, semis is Thursday. For those who are wondering on, why we had a live broadcast scheduled for <laughs> December 7th at Sky River, it's because we were hoping the Sacramento Kings would be playing in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more Kings. We want to. Talk about the 49ers as well. They got a win on Thanksgiving Day. Sets up a matchup with another team who got a dramatic win uh, last night. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. More Kings coverage coming ahead. We'll try to find uh, edited footage of De'Aaron Fox at practice uh. today. Uh, if Mike Brown speaks, we'll bring that to you as well. It's Dilo and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. <laughs> Let's get to these phone lines, man. 916-909-1320. Our man, Lazy. Lazy, what's going on, baby? Yo, Low and KC. Fly like eagle. What? What's up, guys? <laughs> Yo, hey. what up, man? <laughs> what's up, KC? Eagles Niners, we coming for you. <laughs> First of all, don't I tweet. I already tweeted that on Thursday night. All right, copyright infringement, okay? I was the first one to it. And H-A-L, y'all got something coming. Y'all got something coming. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Our team, we keep coming back. We keep clutching out games. We about it. Hey, mm. uh, it's going to be a good game either way. Uh, I just had two questions for you guys. I'm staying on topic. Um, first, with the wrestling talk, who do y'all think is better for wrestling? Cody Rhodes or CM Punk? I kind of ask people in the chat that. And secondly, uh, Warriors, Kings, I am beyond sick and tired of the Warriors and Kings. But I had a question for you guys, and I, I hate to ask it because I grew up watching them. But do you guys ever get, like, a weird, like, kind of, like, Kobe vibes with Curry? Because every game, even if, when the Kings are in it, you kind of feel like Curry's going to clutch it out and get the dub. Like, watching it's kind of eerie sometimes. But just had to throw that out there for you guys. Have we taught you nothing? <laughs> just ask you that. Seriously, have we taught you nothing? You don't ask two questions because one of them's going to get ignored. I think he asked three. He, he asked like ten. Curry vibe, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes. And he did a music number too. He brought up the Eagles, Eagles and 49ers. He's out here singing records. 
only one guy out here who can get more than three topics on his calls, and that's Mitch, buddy. That's right, Lazy. Know your role. Um, answer to the wrestling wrestling question is Cody Rhodes, but that's not the the, the, the subject we'll be on. I agree too. Um, Sorry, Jesse. There's. I agree with that. There's there's strong. Although I don't think Cody should beat Roman Reigns. I think it should be Jay. I disagree with that, but <laughs> I think I I think I I don't I don't I don't know. We did the math. There's still a lot of time before Punk gets to Hogan. They'd have to get through WrestleMania as champion. Punk gets to Hogan. Roman the, means. Oh, Roman. Roman, Roman okay. gets to Roman gets to to Hogan's run, mm. and then it'll just be Bob Backlund and Bruno San Martino ahead of him, and he's nowhere near either one of those two. Both of those, I think, uh, Backlund was like twenty one hundred days. Mm. Bruno's twenty eight hundred. Roman's at 11. Jeez. Wrestling must have been in the dumps if Backlund had it for 21. <laughs> he beat like Pedro Morales and maybe superstar Billy Graham once. Oh, nasty. Not good. Not good. Um, see, I already forgot. What, what the hell was Lisey's other question? He said uh, Steph Curry's like Kobe. Like it's having that aura. Does he have that aura? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's one of the top ten players to ever played a game. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but let's focus on whatever he was singing about, uh, and that's his. Phil- Why are they his Eagles? How are you, an Eagles fan and a Heat fan, and a King supporter and everything? Uh, uh, Why uh, not just uh, be a Kings live. fan? Let it live. That's our man. Um, Shout out HAL. Eagles got a that was a, Seal or Lenny Kravitz. I can't remember. Why well, I like an Eagle. Lenny Kravitz. Into the scene. I think it was Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Seal okay. was Kiss from a Rose. That's right. I know as many Lenny Kravitz songs as I think I do Dolly Parton songs. I get the song with Jay Z. Um, Fly Like oh. an Eagle. American Woman. I know that one yeah, too. I know that one. Yeah. Probably should be a little bit more up on my Lenny Kravitz game. He can go. Okay. He can go for sure. Uh, Eagles get the win 37-34. That was a thriller was against really the Buffalo game. Bills. And um, the clutch uh, the clutch field goal descended to overtime. Conditions crazy. were brutal. Was it 49 yards? That 59 yards? Yeah, it was 59. 60. 59 yards? Yeah, yeah 59 60, yards yeah. In, in, in the, the rain. rain. And I didn't think there was any chance he was going to make that. And he could have got it from 63. And 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 I guess in some people's mind that this puts Jalen as the front runner for the. I don't mean to say it in a way like he can't be, but this put Jalen as the front runner for the MVP. Mm. I mean, he did score five touchdowns. <laughs> he did score five touchdowns in the game. It felt like everyone was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so I don't have any beef with that. He's got the belt right now. He got the, yeah. He got the belt. Oh, got CJ the belt. Stroud got my belt. Well, that was. Lost at home against the Jags. Don't make me do that about C.J. Stroud. No, but how's C.J. Stroud play? I mean, Ohio State lost everything else. I guess they can keep your belt. You know, it's whatever. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's tough. Nah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> they lost the last great game in college football history. So yeah, that know. might be true. That's the sad part. That might be very, very true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, he's, he's, got, he's got the belt, and we got a, we got a title match. We got a title match on on Sunday, because Brock 
If Brock goes in and wins that game. Oh, wait, stop, 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 stop. Stop what? Both of you. Both of you. What? First of all, I see what you're doing. What? I know what you're doing. You're you're talking about how great Jalen is so you could set up this title match on Sunday. I get your angle. I gave him the, the belt. The hell is your angle? I gave angle? him the belt two weeks ago. We what are you just, talking about? We, no, you you didn't really. It was suspended you above You put in a, in a ladder match for the Monday night football and he game. he won the game. Because you the couldn't belt. definitively say he was the man in the league. What's your angle here, pal? My thing is that like, I, like, I think Jalen is just the guy in the NFL right now. Just, you point we him, went over everyone's numbers a week ago, Jaylen's, and no one said that's that. That's fine. He beat the Bills this time. He didn't have a crappy game the like he did last week. The Bills are 6-6. It's better. It's better. It's better. It's better. It's better. He did more to earn it this week than he did last week. Right he now he's the guy, well, so I gave it to him. Well. Okay, CJ Stroud, let's yeah. relax. No, no. first, you're one, you're both frauds. <laughs> At least I know your angle. I can't figure out. You're up to something. I don't I have I just is. put it on the best we guy right now. We just went over every quarterback's numbers, and no one was that's saying Jalen is the man. That's fine. Like I said, last week I said, going into it, he has an opportunity. He wasn't good enough. If he, have a, if he had an opportunity, like that means he's up there. He did it this week, so I'll give it to him. I don't know if he's going to have it at the end of the year, but right now he's the guy in the NFL right now. Jalen Jalen is almost like the it's reverse ridiculous. Brock Purdy. I'm about to go be Ann Cole. That's the fu- my future. <laughs> about to be Ann Cole. Ridiculous, Jalen. Y'all out had, here all of a sudden definitive on Jalen being the man. I, I bring know. him up two weeks ago. Hey. Well, I don't know, Lamar. I, no, y'all ain't talking about Lamar no more. Then look at me. I'm, ain't talking about Lamar just, no more. Lamar didn't win I'm staying, uh, definitively. I'm staying true to what it was. There was a oh, ladder no, match. No, no, you're a different type that. of fraud. You're si- that whole ladder match. That whole ladder match was to do nothing but set up this. That's all this was. Is so you could get your title on the Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a fraud, I'm a fraud for just keeping it real. No, I just don't know what your angle is because no one was definitive. Jalen was the man a week ago. Well, if I'm keeping it real, I think I think I think two is going to be up there at the end of the season and all that. But is I think there right an Eagles Dolphins matchup that I'm not aware of later on this year? No, no. there's not. But I think two is going to be up there MVP and all that. Just given they got a cake schedule coming up, and if he wins mm. a couple games at the end of the season, the, the interesting thing about Jalen and this is, I think he should have won it last year, especially yeah. when he got hurt. Yeah. He hasn't been that good this year. He and I mentioned I started to get after it a little bit. He had a reverse Brock Purdy game yesterday, where remember like when Brock was throwing those interceptions, he was actually playing really good, and then and he would have like two or three throws a game that were picks. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, I guess he's he's not that good of a quarterback." And when you look at him, he's like he actually played well. Like you watch the broadcast, Tony Romo, five six different times like that is. An unbelievable high-level decision and throw, all this other stuff. Jalen didn't play well yesterday, but there was about four or five moments when he had to come through for his team. Five to be and exact. He, and he made, he made, he, he accounted. Made the he accounted for. He five made those plays. Yesterday. So, including uh, the most important one at the end. Yeah, that was five touchdowns time. for him yesterday. That was big time, man. So Jalen. Uh, you know the the narrative, the story around it. You know, especially if if the Eagles continue to win and have the one seed, and say they lose two two games in the season or something like that, he'll he'll probably get it. But I don't I don't think Jalen is having this great season. C.J. Stroud is. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just saying, C.J. Stroud is having a great season. Yeah, for he- a wild card. <laughs> Roughing the producer. <laughs> 
We shed that tackle. We lost yesterday. Your, your boy lost <laughs> yesterday. Hey, Second place. Hey, shout At out. least my guys are first. Shout out to the Jaguars. They're like, they're flirting with the top of the conference. They're, they're putting it together right now. That's. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> Two weeks ago, they got their ass handed to them, and and this is and this is so everybody everybody thinks when I say this, this is forty nine er covered glasses or anything like that. No. Checks out. The Eagles, they haven't been that impressive to me. Now you can. There's another way you can look at it and say they keep winning one score games. They're battle tested. Well, it's not like the Warriors winning close games when they were in their heyday, like. Yeah, they could be bored or they could do whatever. They lose a game two in in a seven round se- seven game series. The Nuggets aren't winning the series. Like they just the the, the 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 Warriors won that lost that game or won that game tight or whatever the case may be. Eagles they're battle tested until they mess around and lose one of these games. Is it different though because they're not going against like scrubs and like just barely squeaking it. They're playing like I think maybe some of the best teams in the NFL right now. They, I mean, they, 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 they did this against the commanders though. Twice. Minor details. <laughs> like this is, this is what they do. They're not, they're a good team. They're a really good team. They're a really good team. They're, I don't think they're as good as they were last year. That could be true. Um, but that doesn't matter. They're 10 and one. Like, it doesn't matter if they're as good as they were last year. The fact is, I, I guess, and in, in, in it's a lot, this is identical to the Cowboys, 49ers, Kings, Warriors conversation mm-hmm. that we were just having. It all depends on what lens you look at this through. I look at these one-score games as being battle-tested. Like, you beat Kansas City. Like, you, you beat Buffalo, who was very literally fighting for their season. In horrible conditions, like you did that to me, that holds a lot of weight. Like you could blow someone out, like yeah, cool, great. Like the 49ers did that to Jacksonville. I don't know what to make of that because Jacksonville is still where where they are, and the 49ers still had a stretch this year where they lost three in a row. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of games like that. But when you have when you have a Kansas City Philadelphia game, you got two top tier teams slugging it out. One team win, one team's lose. Okay, I got that. You got a Buffalo Bills team fighting for their season. Got them. Beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like there's a there a, 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 to, to me it, it doesn't matter that they're not winning by 20 or 30. I actually put stock into them winning these one score games. And there's there's something. And their to be loss said. was a one score there, game. There's there's something to be said about that for sure. But it's just like like that. I I think you got to be playing better. I think the Eagles got to be playing better. And they I don't think you can rest. I don't hat. think they have to be playing better right now. I don't. Well, eventually, like eventually, is like at some but point. Why? Like why? Cause because because it's going to catch up to you. How? But like Kansas City is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You're going to mess around and keep doing this with playoff teams in the playoffs, and you're going to lose. Well, no, you say They've keep, got to but, play but better. You're, but, but you're saying you, – well, Kansas City probably has something to do with that. Which Buffalo, but Kansas City has something to do with the way Philadelphia is playing. Buffalo has something to do with the way that Philadelphia is playing. I, I brought up the two Washington games. Those are one-score games. Washington ain't no good. Division's mm. tough, though. 
It's division. I, I don't know what you want. Jets to do weren't in the division. They, they well, blew. Well, in the, well, they, they, they blew out the Dolphins. I'm not trying to be funny. Oh, yeah. They blew out the Dolphins. And with the I don't Eagles, think they blew out the Dolphins. It was 31-17. I'm looking at it right now. It's two score game. That's not a blowout. Well, with the Eagles too late. Like, <laughs> That's not a blowout. They they beat them. They beat them. Okay. Like it was. It wasn't close in the fourth quarter. Okay. But it wasn't like they beat their ass. Okay. And with the Eagles too, like needing to play so better, this, but like, can you say that about the Chiefs? Like their offense has been horrible. Yeah, Not, offense like the horrible been good, been good. Niners yeah. have their like that. Yeah, and we look at the Chiefs as being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I look at when when I I think I think the I think the the none of it really matters, and we'll get into that as well. Because at the end of the day, you got to play the games, and whether or not the 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 Forty Niners are better or not, whatever. You just got to Eagles are playing well, whatever. All they got to do is win the games. So that's where the respect for what they're doing comes into play. But you ask me right now, then I know people aren't going to take it seriously because I'm a 49ers fan, but both teams healthy in San Francisco and Philly or whatever don't matter. The Niners, the Niners have shown when they're healthy, nobody's close. Nobody's close. <clears throat> they – nobody – comes close to them when they have their team. And I think that's what it comes down to. They, they can lose those guys in the first quarter again next week. Football is football. You got to go out there and play. Nobody is, is, is guaranteed full health. But I look at these teams when everybody's right. That's how I always look at it. If everybody's right, who's the best team? When everybody's right, I think the 49ers – are clearly the best. But team. that's not how football works. That's not how any sport works. Or well, it might. Rarely, I mean, we don't. It, it rarely works like that. Uh, the majority of the time, especially, it does. Work. Well, especially week thirteen. Like you might have available, but they might not be healthy. The more the majority of the time, teams are healthy. Okay. You think this Eagles thing? You think it's they're legit ten and one close to that? You think the closest to what Steelers were when they went eleven and zero or whatever it was a few years ago? I think there's somewhere in between, and this is a deep That's pool. That's insane. This is a deep pool. I think there's somewhere in between because Niners uh, fans used to think this way about Seattle when Russell Wilson and you know they were doing. All, they used to they used to you know games uh, out of nowhere and when they had some well, blowouts too. But there was some the Broncos because like, well. Man, Oops. man. Well, it was a, one it was, of us picked them to go was, to the playoffs. Don't do that. Yeah, you man, wrote. You wrote. That it doesn't even matter though. You wrote them off. <laughs> it does. No, no, no. Preseason in writing. I had Pulling up play. the notes app right now. <laughs> but um, uh, I think this Eagles team is somewhere in between those Seahawks teams and that Steelers team that went thirteen and zero. Yeah, I'm Steelers team we all they, know is completely fraudulent. I don't think the Eagles are fraudulent at all. I think they're they a good can't team. be fraudulent. They were literally in the Super Bowl last year. I'm, I'm more year out. I think Damon with the, the Eagles. I think they're 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 on their own tier right now. They're definitive, definitively the best team in the NFL right now. And that that's the that's the beauty of this that that can change on Sunday. It doesn't mean well because they have two losses and the 49ers have three that the Eagles are just that much better to today. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are better than any team in football. Jesse, you picked you picked the Eagles to beat the Niners this week. Yeah, it's it's in Philly. It's in Philly. They all go Eagles. I think they're the best team in football right now. Okay. And and but so so you can't say what you just said and not know where to go. 
Sure I can. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, they can't can. be definitively the best team in football, and you're not sure if they're going to win on that Sunday. That doesn't mean they're the, – the, 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 one, they're not going Going up against, against the other, the, the number two team, basically. No, sure it does. Sure I can. Sure I can. Because it's it's game to game. I'm not saying that the, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be the best team in football – the rest of the year, that's not what I'm doing. I'm asking. I'm, I'm talking about right on Sunday. Now, I ain't today. talking about the rest of the year. Yeah, on Sunday, I, I think the 49ers decided yet. The 49ers re-entered that conversation with a win, though. That those three losses in a row did take yeah, them that, out. Yeah, absolutely. They can re-enter the conversation it, with the win this week. But we talk about we talk about the the caveats and everything. They'll point to the fact of we were down three of our best players, two of our best players. That's football. Okay, they still lost three in a row. I can't change I, that. No, nobody's going to change that. You can't change that. I'm just telling you, they're looking at this situation as the reason why we lost is because we didn't have our players, not because we're not the best team in football. Okay, that's 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 perfectly and here, fine. It, 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 and, and and none of this none of this matters. What I think going into Sunday doesn't matter. What you think, what just, none of it matters because the best team in Week 13 means nothing. This and that's it means that's, absolutely that's nothing. The point of all this. This is a lot of fun. This is fun. This is going to be a fun game on Sunday. I I don't want to say I don't care because I do want them to beat the Eagles. But if they got to play the Eagles twice, I don't want them to win. Now or in January. And that's, in January. So that's, that's interesting. All that matters. Because what my gut tells me is is amped up, is the and I do believe the 49ers are going to be amped up for this because of the way that the NFC Championship game ended. It's tough for me to imagine the Eagles getting them again. That's where they, that's where I'm struggling a little bit. Is like they're gonna get them again, and they're just gonna shut all of that Brock Purdy noise up. Because what I envision, like the 49ers get this, that Brock Purdy NFC Championship noise gets screaming loud, and it sets up for the. The rubber match when when the time comes and and even with even with all that like I look at the I'm a, I'm gonna have fun this week and if the Niners win on Sunday I'm gonna have fun on Monday mm-hmm. we gonna have I'm gonna have a good old time but it don't it don't matter like that like this is this is this season for the 49ers is all about winning a Super Bowl it's all about winning the buy doesn't Bowl. matter to you I want it. I want it, but you want to. You still need some get, help, even if you get this game. Sunday. Yeah, you, you still, still need you some. You still help. need some help, and you probably have to be perfect the rest of the way. And I think the Cowboys are actually going to beat the Eagles, regardless. The following week, I think the Cowboys will get them. Um, so where does that put Dallas in the conversation for one then? Because if if if, if every if, if if those three teams are sitting, well, they've with three got four losses, losses right? No, so, the Cowboys. Yeah, they got three. Cowboys got three. Mm. Well, they don't have. They'd have to. The Niners would have to lose. They like they need. They need another Niners. Loss. So the night. So so a, a three way tie would put the Niners. Oh yeah, because they played this year. Yeah, a three way tie tie would put the Niners at one. Okay. Yeah, and I think the Niners. And then and, and then that, that wouldn't even put Philadelphia. That put Philadelphia like five. Yeah, because well, depending the on second how the tiebreakers. place in the NFC East would be four, right? Regardless. Okay. Um, and I, they had a weird situation a couple years ago with the tiebreakers with the when the Niners were trying to get in, where like remember I was talking about it didn't it wasn't fair because the Niners were one no, they'd and be one five. 
Wouldn't they be five? Or excuse me, they'd be five, the first wild card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because the four division leaders. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, they'd be Shout out to card. Detroit. We're just ignoring the fact that they've got three losses on the season. Oh, well, like you, lose to the, you lose to the Packers in that moment, you get ignored. Well, like, that's, that was some real happens. Detroit stuff right there. They still got three losses on the season, though, and if – and they got a weak schedule too. But if they, this shakes out the way you just laid out, that this is a conversation now with four teams with three losses. How if the Niners, Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas, Dallas, and the and Lions, Detroit? But the Lions, they if the Niners went out, they can't catch them. That's what, all, well. That's what I'm. But that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. fi, like the 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 Forty Niners would probably have to be perfect. Yeah, the rest of the sure. way, for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't, I don't think four losses. It's almost like the season. first season, the first team that slips is out yeah. of it. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think four losses getting you that one seed. But I say all that to say, like, like I, the only thing that matters is is winning that championship. It's the only thing that matters, and and if you lose, you winning the championship isn't out of the realm of possibility. No, it's if you not. win, it don't get you no championship. I've I've lived through moments, in high school, number one team in the city, basketball. Number one was Jesuit. Number two was us. We beat Jesuit at McClatchy at the Lions Den in a regular Metro League game. Our season ended because of a loss to Jesuit in the semifinals at UOP. You think that game in January meant anything in that game? No. Only a matter was that playoff game. Sounds like you're over it, too. Never forget it. So so say, say 49ers lose against the Eagles and all that. Going off of how you feel about the 49ers, they're still level with the Eagles, not measuring stick game or anything like that. You'll still feel feel good about them? Uh, yeah, I still feel good. There's messages that can be sent, you know, here in, in these games. For sure, I, I for sure believe that. Like, you can send a message either way. Eagles can send a message saying, hey, you think – just because you didn't have your quarterback, that you're on our level, they beat them. You're not on our level. You can absolutely send that message. Niners, you win that game. You say, hey, the reason why you got us last year is because we didn't have our quarterback. We're a hole right now. You can't see us. Messages can be sent. But at the end of the day, I think these two teams are going to have to see each other somewhere, <laughs> whether it's San Francisco or Philadelphia, somewhere with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And that's the only game that's going to matter. Even then, messages m- messages won't even matter at that point. Because all you got to do is win one game. And you're, I'm, I'm 100% with you. But that's not the conversation today. The conversation is right now, who's the best team in football? The 49ers. Okay. I think it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia has one hiccup on their record, and the 49ers have a three-game losing streak. Vegas tells you the 49ers are better. Three points. It's up to three? It's two and I a saw, half, I think, two, two and a half now? It started at I, one. It was at one. Yeah, I saw three. But... One. I think it's at two and a half now. Jeez. I think it went to two and a half. I don't know what. I don't know how it jumped a point and a half overnight, or maybe that, it jumped as high as three. Is that, that's a bunch of people both that's putting their money on betting. Philly, right? Yeah. I you're asking the or no guy. it would be where's Trista the Niners yeah. I think we actually have a betting question <laughs> Trista's nowhere to be found uh, we'll come back we'll talk more uh, football boy the Patriots and Giants that was a game that was barely seen on the Red Zone Channel mm. 
We'll come back uh, much more uh, to talk about. James Ham will join us in the final hour of the show as well. Steve and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino. You know, Sacramento sports leader, ESPN 1320. Telling Kenny before the show, I took advantage of a ton of Black Friday deals and haven't bought a single person a gift yet. <laughs> it bees like that. The killer was when I went to honor the gift for their annual sale. Mm. The... Like, yo, this be fire for the T-Pain Flow Rider concert. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't on sale. Mm. I got that fit ready. Just like Black Friday night or uh, Black Family night. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said you, you said it is, in it's, it's ready. It's ready. Uh, yeah, it's ready. Um, I got I got something controversial. here. I, I admit it's controversial. Mm. And knowing, knowing Dame, I don't think he's going to like it. Oh, good. I don't think he's going to. Jesse, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to. The tush push. Yesterday. Weird lead in. But I was watching <laughs> I was watching the, the, the Bills-Eagles game. And it was like fourth and one, maybe fourth and less than one. They were in the tush push formation. And one of the Bills guys goes off sides. And kind of just bulldozers over the offensive lineman. I think that might be my strategy. They're not going to stop. To try it. to time it. Not even it, that. They're too comfortable doing the tush push. And there was another one that I saw on the goal line where they didn't do that. Because after I saw him do that, I was like, they got the encroachment, first down Eagles. Whole thing is, you're not going to stop it. They've got the whole thing with the, you know, they can push Jalen Hurts and do all this other stuff. You're not going to stop it. And they had another one on the goal line that they did. And this time the Bills didn't do anything. I might just go encroachment. And this this is where it's controversial because I'm serious. Like, this is where, I, at the end of the day, I wouldn't do it. But Devontae Smith out there, trying, you want to be a blocker? I would run right through him. I, all right. Did you just you want to line up that way? It's unstoppable? At the very least, I got to make you think about getting in this formation. Because right now, they're just free. They're just, ah, we'll get in the tush push. We'll put two guys behind Jalen Hurts. Push through, nobody stopping it. That offensive line, Devontae, they're gonna have to take him out the game. Then somebody, not like knock him out the game, but like somebody else gonna be a receiver on that tush push. You're not gonna, you're just gonna leave Devontae Smith there free for nothing to happen. I would run through them and get an encroachment, and especially when you talk about on the goal line because you can't score a touchdown from that. I just keep doing it. So you're talking about purposely hitting them when they're not set. They're set. Just take the encroachment. I, I see where you're at. I, I see where you're at. <laughs> They're too comfortable doing that, that play, and there's nothing you can do about it. You got you to make them feel it. Yeah, they've got to decide, well, we're going to run this twist push, but, damn, we might get Devontae lit up. Not, we don't need to hurt anyone either, but you no. need to feel me when I'm and here. That's, and that's where I probably wouldn't do it, like in all actuality, because I don't want nobody getting hurt. I just don't want them to be so comfortable doing that play. I mean, try and, and punch they, that ball out too or something. And, yeah, and if they thought 
if they had to think about it a little bit, like we could do the tush push, but Devontae's going to be out there and he's going to get lit up on an encroachment call. Let me think about it for a second. Because right now they don't think about it. They just do it. Yeah, I'm not against like the tush push. I don't think they should ban it or anything because these other teams can't run it. I think the defenses are at a disadvantage because there's a way they can't line up. Like the way the offense lines up to push you, the defense can't do that, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're at right. a disadvantage. Like the play. Right. The way the Eagles run, it's unstoppable. So yeah, I'm with Kenny. I'm not like we're not going to injure people or whatever, but you're going to feel it this time. You're going to have to at least think about if we want to go for the tush push right here, because there's a possibility Lane Johnson can get blown up on an encroachment. And those offensive linemen, they got to be one. Yep, we're going to do the tush push. I know I might get lit up right here. Once again, I probably chicken out at the end of the day because I don't want nobody getting hurt. Like blindsided I, I really don't want that so I probably wouldn't do it but I'm just talking to you guys that did when the Bills guy did that because that's what it seemed like he did he's like we're not going to stop this play I thought, I'm about to go so I through this line I saw it differently and this is how I thought you were presenting it I thought they looked at it as like we're going to try to time this you can't even time it you can try well it, that's what that's what I mean like that's when he got the encroachment that's what I thought he was trying to do was mm-hmm. if we're not going to stop him I'm going to take my chance at timing this perfectly, catching mm-hmm. him, and being able to stop him that way. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't catch him, or if, if I don't time it right, it's a first down anyways. Mm-hmm. Either we sit here and they pick up the first down, or we take a shot at timing this right and stopping it. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. Yeah, it could, that could have been his thought. I don't think his thought process was, I'm going to just blow this guy up. I don't think that. Yeah. I think it was more so like what you thought about or what you just talked about. But I came across – they're too comfortable running that play. I wonder what makes that play so unstoppable for them. To be honest with you, sometimes what, I, make, what so, makes it so unstoppable, I think, is a lot of it is Jalen. Yeah, I think a lot. I, th- I think a lot of it is Jalen too. And the thing is, I, like, I know everyone. Like, I don't think we dis- like Jalen could get hurt doing that. Mm-hmm. And we don't. It's kind of like, oh, the tush push. Oh, it's cute. It's got a cute name. And God, this team is so good at it. Like, yeah, okay, until someone steps on Jalen's hand. Yeah. Trying to get like it, it like it, I get why they do it, especially on the goal line or on a fourth. I don't know. I'd run that play as frequently as they do on third and one. Mm-hmm. You're running it on fourth and one or something on the goal. Okay, mm-hmm. they run it on every and one, regardless of the the yeah. down number. And it's yeah. like, I, the, the, there are there are you know. Some other factors in this that maybe you're just not considering because they haven't happened yet. Yeah, true. But it is it's a it's a play that they just run better than everybody else. I think it starts with Jason Kelsey. Sometimes I feel like that dude's getting a head start on that play too. He's not or whatever. <laughs> but sometimes I'm just saying. Sometimes I feel like he's going. I don't know. I'm not going to start anything. If, and and e. Eaton says Casey just mad because there's no answer. I mean, I'm not mad about it. I don't like the play, but it's perfectly legal. I'm not bad about it. I'm just thinking about what I would do to stop it because you can't stop with them, with that group, mm-hmm. not with everybody, but with the Eagles, mm-hmm. you can't stop it. So are we just going to concede the touchdown or is there something that you can do? I don't think there's anything that anybody can do in well, the in like once mm-hmm. the ball's hiked to stop them. But what you can do is you can make them think about it a little bit. Yeah, I, I I got you. I think a lot of this though discredits Jalen's role in this. Like Jay, like you just said a second mm-hmm. ago, a big when Jesse asked why is it so effective with Philadelphia, it's Jalen. Mm-hmm. Jalen is the main reason this is, is. It's not the push. 
It's not the momentum. It's Jalen. Sometimes that dude is crowd surfing though on that pile. Like he's not like he's not. It's oh, not a normal happens. quarterback sneak. Yeah, like no, that, yeah, that happened. That's where the push comes into play. Mm. Like that happens with every quarterback sneak, and it's a lot. And, and a lot of it too. Not gonna like this is referees' discretion. Yeah. Now that they know how good Philly is, if it feels like they got because all you need is a fraction, unless you clearly get it. It's a lot of question and you know put into that decision as to whether they got it or not. Yeah. And I think now they're likely to more link. Oh, it's, it's the Eagles, so they probably got I, it. So I don't, first down. I don't like the the idea of, and I do think Jalen has the most to do with it. But I don't like the idea of being able to push somebody forward. No, I understand because the defense can't do that. Yeah. Defense can't do it. Special teams can't do it. The offense is literally the only. Entity that can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. The other uh, thing about this game too is isn't uh, it illegal in college? It used to be. Wasn't that the Reggie Bush yeah, play? Yeah, that used. That's when I learned it was illegal. Yeah, I don't know if they like the NFL is allowing it now or not, mm. but it definitely used to be illegal. Um, the other aspect of this game on Sunday is I like much of uh, the rest of the 49er fan base. Want Nick Sirianni to go down and go down bad. Can't stand that guy. I'm the opposite of you. I love it. Fan, fans get to talk so much to players and stuff like that. I'm all for coaches and players and uh, like talking back to fans and all. You, I love it. You know, you know what the issue is, though, Jesse. You know what the problem is? It's Sirianni. Sirianni, damn near Jason Kidd out here. Mm, explain. You don't call no plays. He don't call no plays. Matter of fact, he had play calling duty stripped because he was so bad. So he out here. Did just I miss? Like, did I? He did, a fan just like us, just like Jason Kidd. Did I miss something? The other day he was like last week. I think it was against the Chiefs or something like that. Their most recent game, not yesterday, but yeah. before that, he was like talking smack to Chiefs fans. Game. Yeah, Chiefs game. I guess. The, going yeah. into the tunnel, but it's just what he does. He, he's oh. he's he's always been there. He gets in the camera, you know, after they score a touchdown. He's a jackass. Didn't he, didn't he do that if, like a couple of years ago and Jalen was like, bro, calm down. Maybe, probably. Yeah. Because Jalen knows you ain't doing nothing. Right. <laughs> You're not even doing nothing if you're talking all this. Now, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd probably love him. You know, just like you I love uh, Jim Harbaugh. The Niners and in, with Michigan. Yeah, that guy was season. crazy. Yeah. But Sirianni, boy, I can't stand that guy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he a fan just like us. That's why he be so animated. He like KC if KC was on the sidelines for the Niners. I think it's one of those. If he was your guy, you'd love him. He ain't got to make no guys. calls. He ain't, got, he ain't making no call, no play calls, nothing. He's like, hey, what are we doing? Oh, that's what we're doing. All right, get him, Jalen. All right. You really think Nick Sirianni's Jason Kidd? What does he do? Well, I mean, a lot of coaches don't call offensive plays. He don't even have no input. He has no input into what happens on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> they told or him, a Sunday night. The GM told him, stripped all those duties of him. Nick's going up at the podium. All right, guys, so Brian Johnson going to come talk to you guys about the offense now. So, no, I'm just, I'm so Nick Sirianni is just managing meeting times? <laughs> I'm just podding now. I don't know that. Are right, you in charge of everyone's food order? Like, what does he do? We're going to have the D coordinator come in at 3.30, and then after that we'll have the safeties coach in there. <laughs> He's a fan just like us. He's watching the game just like us. <laughs> Not even timeouts? Like, he doesn't control anything? He's got the guy Nathaniel Hackett had. Um, what was it last year when he was coaching the Broncos? 
Daniel Hackett. Oh, yeah, I, did, I need to be Sirianni. I need to be that dude. All right. <laughs> and then look, at least Jim Harbaugh was Jim Harbaugh. Well, <laughs> Nick Sirianni, where the hell did you even come from? <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, the NFL quarterback, almost went to the Super Bowl. Cheater. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, don't do that. Don't do that. What's, what's Michigan's record? Don't do that. Oh, what are we, 12-0? and 0? Is it 12-0? and 0? I, I think, think so. that's right. Twelve and zero. That's impressive. How many? It changed, those... Yeah, matter of fact, because during the game, both teams were eleven and zero, yeah, yeah. and then after the final, it changed to Michigan twelve right. and zero, Ohio State eleven and one. That's how I remember it. Right. And how many times was your coach suspended? What, Twice. Two, two different times. Yeah. Two. Two. That's right. Two different it's a team times. game, bro. It's yeah. A team game. He's been suspended for six of the twelve wins. It's a team game. Half of the season. Does Michigan need John Har- Jim Harbaugh? Hey, man. No, they got that dude who whines like a baby well, to coach them. He told him he did it for coach, too. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it. they did. All of the film that they uh, had accumulated from, you know, Where's Waldo over the years, I'm we, sure they were ready we to didn't need, We didn't need film to beat that sorry-ass Ohio State team. No, don't say that. <laughs> we didn't need film for that one. Don't that's, say. that's one where we didn't send the guy to. Like, don't worry about that. You see that quarterback? He ain't beating us. He ain't beating us, man. We, we, ain't, we ain't need no film for that. Poor Ryan Day was already fired before the game even started, too. Oh, he looked. He did you see him walking out? He no, I don't think been. he's going to get fired. But he looked like. No, I don't think like he's. The end. I don't think he's getting fired. Did you fired see him either. walking in the tunnel? Yeah, I think that because he knows the conversation for him losing his job has started now. Mm. Yeah. And I, I thought about this. Uh, I thought about this yesterday. You don't have to make the move if you're Ohio State. Because if it's a Ryan Day versus Harbaugh problem, and what's it, one in three yeah. in Ryan Day's tenure? Harbaugh's gone. Yeah. So you wait it out. Because yeah. obviously Ryan Day is a good coach. But there's something, and I don't even know if there's something about Michigan, as much as there's something about Harbaugh that seems to intimidate the hell out of him. Mm. He looks different. He coaches different. Everything he does Michigan week is different. Even the year that they won, it was different. Mm. It was like it was I, good that they y'all won, but I'll say I'll say this though on uh, in all seriousness on Saturday, I thought Ohio State came to play. I thought they I thought they played. I thought that but was he, a, I thought I thought he had them prepared and everything. I thought I, they, I thought he coached that game, but I feel like they've done that a couple of times this year where he approaches the game differently. Penn State, one thing he's really good at, and I'm and I'm trying to think. You just you've said this about somebody. Oh. oh they're the 49ers. You talk about how good the 49ers are when they're playing ahead. Mm-hmm. And they have the mm-hmm. that's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. When they fall behind, it be it 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 it, it becomes a conversation as to what's going to happen in that game. Mm. And I thought Sunday or Saturday they score first, they're going to win. And they didn't. And they didn't. And it's it's I I think Ryan Day tenses up. Mm. That's honestly what I think. I, could, is. I, could, I mean, I could believe it. He looks sad walking down that tunnel, though. I would be sad too if I wouldn't be able to get no more Air Maxes like they had on. Woo! Them Air Max nineties was fire. He's probably scared to death because he saw a hundred and eleven thousand people <laughs> running down towards me. Like, yo, I got to get out of here. Hey, at the end of that game, I first guessed it. It didn't really become an issue. It almost did. Fourth and four. On the 19, Ohio State 19, I thought Michigan should have went for it. They were up three, and 
the thought was make kick the field goal, go up six. Mm-hmm. So they have to score a touchdown to beat you. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to lose on a field goal. Mm-hmm. They were like, you go up six, you still lose on a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You're up three, you still lose on a touchdown. The The other side is four yards, and you've kind of been having your way for the much more, more better part of the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Four yards and the game is over. I would have went, went for it on fourth and four. Yeah, They didn't. They kicked the field goal, kind of got, you know, downfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. It almost got a little scary. I thought they – I don't want to say dodged a bullet because the odds are probably in their favor, you know, by kicking the field goal. But in that situation, I, I probably would have went they for just, it. They just – you look at the play that was completed. They got them down the field. They just had time. Mm. They had time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when they didn't, you – I mean, and I'm not fault. It's a kid. Right. As soon as that pressure was felt, he knew, and that's probably was that's probably was said to him in the huddle. We can't take a sack. Yeah. And instead of, I'm I'm not saying he should have thrown the ball away. He clearly saw something. He just, man, it's it's tough when you're trying to lightning rod a ball down the center of the field, mm-hmm. and that's what he did. And 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 shout out to Michigan who just. Took it right away. So this thing's over. Michigan versus Iowa, Big Ten championship game. They should be in regardless. Man, they should be. Uh, they're. I'll say it again. They're the best team in the country. Mm. They're better than Georgia. In my Since opinion. we're here, did you? Uh, I actually watched. I didn't watch all all that game, but I watched the fourth quarter. That Alabama finish was yo. There was some crazy. Yeah, rivalry week had some had some finishes. There was obviously Bama and and, and Auburn was the peak of it the washington uh what's what's that called the apple the apple cup the apple cup mm-hmm. goodness gracious and then FSU you had the trash ass fsu ah it just won't go away uh we we, we might not get to this because we haven't even talked about the raiders or we haven't uh, even talked about a couple of other things but l- l- since we're here i was asking you this question we could hold this off for a different day you kind of alluded to it earlier though Ohio State, Michigan, everybody was ready for that. Mm. And it was a two versus three. You could argue it was a one versus two. Michigan should be the number one team in the country tomorrow, mm-hmm. if there are even rankings tomorrow. I can't, I can't remember the schedule anymore. But they should be the number one team in the country. Was that the last meaningful game of the rivalry? It feels like it. Like if we're going to 12 or whatever they said the number was, mm-hmm. yesterday's game didn't really mean anything. Right. The stakes will never be that high again. And now it'll be like, when are they going to play in a college football playoff setting? Mm-hmm. Like, and that right. could be, that could wind up being true. I mean, that, you know, it doesn't. A, well, it might not be on a neutral field, but you know, it, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, and like that, 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 it doesn't feel like it now. But you know, Bama and Auburn, those two teams will be up again. Mm-hmm. Like you go through all of these rivalries, and it'll be like, well, they're not going to. It's not going to be the same anymore. No, college college sports. And I can't. I re- honestly can't remember what my take was because I, I thought they should go to eight. I thought they should go to eight. I thought twelve was too much. But even with eight, like it's, it's it's not college football. Never gonna be the same. It's never gonna be the same. I liked it exactly how it was. I didn't like the BCS era because I thought that was a little crazy yeah. with the computers. But college football playoff with four uh, teams. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect for entry. Like nobody, they might as well not even broadcast that little 
silly uh, show no more where they unveil the rankings. Yeah. It was, I don't care no who, 12 through 1. Mm-mm. It's never going to be the same. And you're losing a lot of these special days like we had with Michigan-Ohio State, the Apple Cup. There's never 12 great teams. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was always like I think most people stopped at 8. Like 8, eight will work. And 8 will also give you – because what they want is the TV show aspect. They want mm-hmm. that upset. Right. Give us the one. And you know it'll it'll probably correct itself, but we want we want that March Madness feel. It's like man, you you in in, in getting to March Madness, you took away one of the most special weeks of the year, yep. and yep. that kind of sucks. Absolutely, that kind of sucks. I, like one of my, I've told the story. I don't care anything about Ohio State. Like I like them because when I started watching college football, y'all know my best friend is from Cleveland. He liked Ohio State. It's cool. One of my earliest college football memories is Desmond mm. on the front of Sports Illustrated in the pose. Mm-hmm. Like I love that, and I knew that was against Ohio State. Like I know in the history, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. All of that stuff is going to go away. It's gone. College football. The kick six. The yeah. All of those different yeah. things that have happened with Auburn and Alabama. Oh, well, we'll see you next week. Uh, uh, Cam going into Alabama and going to the national championship off yeah. of that. Like, all that's gone. And then, like, to be honest with you, the greed of college football and the way things happen, Pac-12 is dead. Pac-12 is dead. I'm a West Coast kid. I love West Coast college sports. You know, I'm you know, scouring the schedule earlier today, see what basketball games come on on the West Coast. I love that. And the Pac-12 was obviously the biggest thing the West Coast had. Pac-12 is dead. Yeah, that's crazy. Dead. They played their last regular season crazy. games over the weekend. Cal, UCLA. Stanford, well, they played Notre Dame, but, you know, Cal, Cal and Stanford are state, but now they're going up against Duke and North Carolina. Stanford, USC, all this other stuff. It's dead. What? What? That is crazy. It feels like it's it's never going to be right for us. Maybe, like, my son's generation, he's 11 years old, maybe since they didn't experience that stuff like this, they'll be just fine with it. But college sports is is in a worse place. Because of all this stuff that's going on, college football specifically, is in a worse place. It's it was when you sit down here and think about it, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Uh, I did. Where did uh, no, uh, Matt's message go? Uh, Matt says Urban Meyer owns Harbaugh, who owns Day. I was watching Urban Meyer on the the pregame show. His little smug ass. <laughs> they did such a great job on the show, and I thought the stuff with Woodson was phenomenal because they took Woodson right off the podium onto the field with yeah, the flag in his hand. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. But but they're talking to Urban about the you know the the you know the pressures of a rivalry game and how different it is. Like, oh, I'm seven and zero against Michigan. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh, jackass! Oh, I heard of what he said. That jerk. He goes. I mean, yeah, I did go seven and zero against Michigan, so I wouldn't know, but I could imagine. And the, the, Shut but, the hell up. And you know what that was, too? I don't even think that was a shot at Michigan. That was a shot at Ryan Day. Mm. He was like, hey, just to remind you, uh, coach, hey, I'm, the, I'm the big dog here. I forgot exactly how it went down. Would they ever bring him back? Uh, Nah. Or, but Ohio State? Yeah. Nah. How did it go down when he left? It was the, the coach. 
So they framed it as he just left and wanted to spend time with his family for the 10th time, but immediately took like 10 jobs. Um, the coach, and I think the sexual assault. That's right. That's right. Although, well, he didn't go back to Louisville, but Patino's coaching again. Yeah, but Patino's just gross. I don't think he assaulted anyone. He didn't. He didn't assault he, anybody. He, he, he did he, other things. He, but those, According to him, it lasted less than a 20-second timeout, the way he tells the story. <laughs> Under oath. <laughs> like, bro, they didn't even ask you that. Why did you throw that detail in? Like, no one asked. Well, it wasn't long. It didn't last Rick, long. I don't care. <laughs> Sir, we asked you about the national championship game. You're talking about banging your coach's wife. Like, leave it alone. But they also, I, I mean, and this isn't, it's not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say it's not the same as sexual assault. But they also had things with like strippers and prostitutes and paying them for the recruits oh, at Louisville. That's college. Patino ain't the only he one. He got game was. But yeah. Yes. Real. This is accurate. Real. <laughs> Brooklyn is definitely in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie with my mom. I was like 13. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I was 13. That's not good. <laughs> and then, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Then every, everything was calm up until that point. Well, actually, when he was in the car and he was like, and Hill Harper was telling him all. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> we'll come back. Um, all right, we've talked about it. Kings, Warriors, tomorrow night. Yes. Told you how I felt. Um, Kenny told you how he's felt. I forgot TC was on the line. Oh, so we're going to get TC. TC, hang tight right after the break, and then we want to hear how you feel about the Kings, Warriors uh, tomorrow night. That's coming up next here on ESPN 1320. All right, let's get to our man TC. He's been waiting for about 49 minutes uh, to talk. Uh, and tell us why Kyle Shanahan should be fired if they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty TC. What's up, baby? Yes, yes, sir. What's up with my two brothers? What up, TC? How you doing, big dog? Man, I'm just chilling, man. Coming off you know the Thanksgiving. How was y'all Thanksgiving? It was all good. D-Lo, you eat some turkey? It was all good, man. I cooked all day. Everybody uh, was happy. It was a good day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, it was a good day. Before we uh, jump in with the Kings and the Niners, hey, look, hey, Kenny, yeah. hey, the fri- that, black, that Black Friday, those games, as far as college and NBA, was fire. Am I the only one thinking that? No, nah, it was dope, man. I didn't, I didn't, and you talking about college and NBA, I missed the, completely yeah. missed the NFL game, um, but the 99-yard <laughs> Hail Mary interception return was something I'd never seen before. That was crazy. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. And, and, look, the Kings is back on track. Hey, tomorrow is a huge game. The boys got to pull that off against the Warriors, man, for real, man. We got to beat these dudes. I know yeah, it's, yeah. it ain't like – in, in my opinion, it's a must win. And I, I can see everybody's opinion about, oh, man, you know, it's not a must win game. It's, you know, at the end of the season playoffs. But this game particular to knock these dudes out the end of the end game tournament, but also just beating the Warriors in general is massive. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this is not like an overlooked game. As far as the Niners and the Eagles, we'll see how that came go. I guess it's going to be 70% rain. Mm. Brock, just hold on to the ball. If he can't hold on to the ball, it's going to be a long day. Oh, uh, well. Hey, hey, TC, I got a question for you. Who would you uh, – if you could if you could pick right now, who would you take, Brock or Josh Allen? 
I'll take Josh Allen. You must have heard me this morning when I called in the bond said when he was asking that question. 95-7. I'm taking Josh Allen over Brock. I'm kidding. You can't Appreciate you, TC. <laughs> TC was pissed off this morning because a lot of people said they'd take uh, Brock over Josh Allen. I don't think that's crazy. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, a really good quarterback. Who would you take? I would take Allen. Here's my question. Oh no, answer Jesse's first. Sorry. Based on based on his career and seeing him doing it for a longer period of time, I go Josh Allen. I mean, this year Brock Purdy's better than Josh Allen. That's fair. But he's only played one year, so that's like saying if why, I take a rookie over Josh Allen. Or something. Why don't people want to admit that jo- that Brock Purdy is good? Mm-hmm. Why is that so difficult? Well, we know why TC doesn't want to admit, but everybody else, I don't know. It's so conf- it's it's one of the most confusing things in this year's football season is the refusal to admit that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Or like Brock's like Brock's good, but as far as like him and Josh, I think Josh is like. But that's level. just a that but 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 just posing that question is a way to manufacture diminishing like Brock Purdy. Yeah, and I, well look Because and, if you say Brock Purdy over Josh Allen, oh, you don't know football. If you say Josh Allen, you're diminishing Brock Purdy when the way you laid this out is perfectly Josh Allen's having a terrible year. Not terrible. Josh Allen isn't having as good of a year. There's also something to be said for the fact that Josh Allen was supposed to be next. Mm. Right? They have had Josh Allen's MVP Trophy ready for at least two years now. Mm-hmm. It's got his name engraved on it and everything. They've had to make new ones because he hasn't been able to pull it off. Yeah. And now, like, this season, I don't even think it's a conversation this year. I think Brock Purdy's been been much better. And I think Josh Allen is physically uh, more talented. I, I have always questioned his decision-making, his accuracy, all this other stuff. Like, And those are the, those are the strengths – of Brock Purdy and Brock can make a pass like he made on Thursday to Brandon Ayuk, which might have mm-hmm. been. I've said this about four or five times this year, the best pass of his career. Mm-hmm. But I've said that four or five times. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a n- numerous passes that have been phenomenal, um, and since he's taken over. So, yeah, I don't know. Quarterbacks like Brock, they're going to get the raw end of the deal still right now because they're not. These guys were throwing 70 yards down the field. They're not what people have in their heads as quarterbacks still, like the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts and stuff like that. Like Purdy, mm-hmm. Purdy, Purdy does everything, but he doesn't have like that. Like he's not that prototypical, like, you know, that quarterback. I'm going to air it out. Like he's not game manager, but he's efficient. Isn't this what Jalen went through last year? Yeah, it took a while for Jalen to get Like they wanted Jalen out of there so but Like Philadelphia. The before, yeah. Yeah, Jaylen, Philadelphia fans will like – They'll they'll scrub that from their memory. They <laughs> right. didn't want Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. Right, right. They want a Minshew. They want a Minshew. They, they, yeah. they people funny <laughs> over there. They want a Minshew for for sure. For sure. MNFL people are funny too. <laughs> but. but they uh, but you, you bring up Allen and Herbert. Huh? How are they doing this year? Yeah, Herbert gets talked about like it's nobody's business, but he can, he can fire it down the field. Sixty yards on a rope though. Yep. Alan Herbo and your boy who got hurt. Who's that? Joe Burrow. No, don't put Joe in the category. Yeah. Well, you tried to slip that in. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, no. No, no. Whoa. I'm sorry. Joe Burrow was having a good season? When it's Catfield up, yeah, they were starting to play well. 
He's been to a Super Bowl at least in an AFC Championship Joe, game. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, way better than both of them. Joe Burrow, oh, I agree. Joe Burrow is, but he still is, he was still, he's he's more he's Brock Purdy. He's Brock Purdy because physically he doesn't, he doesn't match up the same with way. Josh and mm-hmm. uh, and Herbert, but he know how to play quarterback, and that's how I look at Brock Purdy. I think Joe Burrow is yeah. You saw it too, Jesse. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I don't think it was. You got to stop using this excuse for Justin <laughs> Herbert too. Thomas coach, like Herbert, like he's going down every game with three minutes left to play, to try and win it, and he fails every single time. Like nice. it's not just the coach anymore. Herbert, Josh Allen, those guys don't suck. Yeah, they, no, they're, they're not they're bad quarterbacks. Good. No, what I'm saying. Like y'all, again, those are two guys that are built up, built up, built up, built up, built up. Yeah. Yeah, they fall short of expectations. Like, yeah. and and now y'all hate Brock Purdy, which is just wild to me. It's crazy. Those guys are CM Punk. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny about that is like I could see you wanting to get the joke off. Like I've been like, I can see when you have a joke and you're ready to fire it. And I saw it. I didn't know what it would be. And I should have known it would be a way to get in another but, shot at CM Punk. Justin Herbert, CM Punk. Josh Allen, CM Punk. Brock Purdy is Seth Rollins. Mm. I don't hate the Seth comp, but Brock's way, CM Punk's way better than Josh Allen. Hmm. Who's a quarterback that CM Punk is Aaron Rodgers there? <laughs> Perfect. He's always an issue. He's always an issue. He's always talking. Might, might Everyone's kind of tuned him out at this point, but no one denies he's really good at what he does. Yeah, it could be it. That could be it. Now he's just jumping teams and Yeah. That might be it. There, we did it. Very good. Very good. <laughs> CM Punk is Aaron Rodgers. And Draymond's the ultimate warrior. And Draymond Green is the ultimate warrior. <laughs> um, let's go back to T C talked about how big of a game it is tomorrow. You think you, you, big game? It's a big game tomorrow. Yes. Are you in yes. so I'm gonna throw this question out to everybody more than just you. You can even respond in the chatty house uh, if you want. You can respond on social media. You can just nod your head in your car or at your office. Y'all anxious for this game tomorrow? It's Kings, <sighs> Warriors, in-season tournament implications. Everybody's been excited about the in-season tournament. Everybody's loved the way that uh, it's come off. Obviously, part of Friday's win was the fact that it was an in-season tournament game. Mm-hmm. It is funny watching guys I this is going to sound weird it's funny watching guys in a 12 point game 15 point game 16 point game run plays like at the buzzer like they're running plays in the final seconds of the game both teams because points are important yeah strategy for offense and defense yeah like it it, was like it was very very literally playing till the buzzer Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're seeing that a lot you're seeing that in virtually every tournament game that you're watching so everyone is in on this I think the conversation around the in tournament tournament in season tournament is going to change because fan bases are 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 going to get their feelings hurt that their team's not winning and they go oh who cares if Sacramento wins or who cares if the Pacers win or whatever, like they're going to start that conversation because they're bitter that their team isn't a part of it. So I think we'll start to see that shift a little bit. But it's been a 10 out of 10 for, you know, the the month of November. Uh, And now it just so happens as the NBA almost planned it this way. 
where the Kings and the Warriors will play uh, essentially for a spot in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And it and and it's it seems quite literally for a spot in the tournament because I think that wild card spot has been sewn up almost or, you know, basically by Phoenix. Because they're the number two team and they got like a, a plus fifty four or something like that. So it's it's literally and like you said, Minnesota's in there as well, but it's pretty much winner go home for these two. National T V, mm-hmm. Kings Warriors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm anxious. Like I don't, I don't when we talked about the possibility uh last week when I was like, this thing is going to come down to yep. Kings Warriors. Yep. And I didn't like it. But I still don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it at all. And then you bring in the fact that, you know, this team, this Kings team, is really trying to um, stay clear of any situation where, you know, the Warriors are in their head or they don't feel like the Warriors, they can get past the Warriors or, or beat them in a close game or anything like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So, so they win tomorrow. It's like they got over a hump. And we're taking like a deep sigh of relief. Kind of feels like that. Uh, and it feels like that for me. It, I, I think it's more. It, I think it's. You know what I think is in between those two things is like an exhale. All right, we got them. We got them in a meaningful game, and that's it. There's no getting over the hump because you don't get over the hump until you beat them in a seven game series. Or you win a playoff series in which Golden State just isn't around. Right. That that the, 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 those can both be getting over the 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 hump. But winning tomorrow is just <sighs> all right. Mm. Losing tomorrow sits. Yeah. It lingers. Yeah. Winning winning is great, but it's over whenever the next game is. Well, and that so the thing about that as well though is like how. You kind of answered it there. How long does it linger? I mean, mm-hmm. especially in a situation where you got a back to back. So yeah, right. You know, say you go out, lose to the Warriors, lose that on the end season tournament, but you win the next two games against the Clippers and the Nuggets. Is it still lingering after that? I would probably say no, because you're looking at it, you'd be eleven and seven at that point. It doesn't linger till March or April, whenever their next game January. is, because I think it's a ways away. Yeah. Okay, Jesus, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, got all of the games over in the first half? Yeah, it's like late January. It's okay. it's rivalry oh, week. Okay. Like January oh, 28th right. or something that's like that. that's right. Okay. Um, it comes back up then, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then almost uh, – <laughs> so now we're getting deep into the weeds. Because say you lose tomorrow and then you come back and beat them in that final game. It's almost like well, you beat them, but – Three and one in the series. Like well, no, one and three on the, no. on the season. Like, what? What does that do? It's not doing. So there's anything. no. I, I I I give you one better. There's nothing in the January game that matters. Mm. It's a win, and you you don't you don't turn your nose up at wins. Mm. But it's not an in season tournament game. It's certainly it's not a spot in the in season tournament. It's like all right, they they won a game. The they won a game. Polo in the chat brings up a good point too. You don't want to be losing your um, season series with like a team like the Warriors already, like this yeah. early too. Yeah, like yeah. that stuff yeah. matters later yeah. on playoffs and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Real quick before, before we bring James mm-hmm. Ham, James. Why did I say it like that? James Ham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before we bring James, uh, 
national TV all week for the Kings. TNT and two NBA TV games. Oh, very nice. On Wednesday and Saturday. So okay. National TV all week long. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's bring in uh, James Ham here with D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRXT2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app, live on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter as well. If you're watching, hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. Hammer, you anxious for tomorrow night's game? Um, I mean, I don't really get anxious for games because I'm not yeah. playing. But You're I no still fun. think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Like this is, this is what you want. I, you know, the NBA, they had this crazy idea, and so far the crazy idea has been really cool. Yeah. And I don't know why it's been cool, but I, I think it works. And so, um, yeah. I, I mean, I was there today with the. We talked to Trey Lyles. We talked to Mike Brown. We talked to De'Aaron Fox. And you can tell, like, there's a little bit extra here. And, like, look, you're a team like the Kings who have who haven't had that success, right? To not only you made it to the playoffs, but that was just the first time. Now, can you make it to the playoffs and can you advance? And you can wait until you know April to try to do that, but you can also try to make a run here in the end season tournament. Mm. And who knows? I if you get on a hot streak here and you're the team. Like, who knows? You If you take this thing home, it's a big deal. I think that it's going to feel like an accomplishment. And I, I think De'Aaron Fox said, you know, this is the first year of it. So winning the uh, the Clutch Player of the Year award for him was a big deal because he's now the first guy on the award ever. Mm-hmm. And, and so now it doesn't matter what you do the rest of your career, you're always going to be the guy who's attached to that award. And for him, that's a big deal. And and he he said the the in season tournament has that same vibe. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it's it's been a home run the entire time. This this in season tournament with not only the the significance of the games on those Tuesdays and Fridays, but the way the players have responded. You know, and and we saw we felt energy. At least I did off the TV on Friday night because mm-hmm. it was two top teams. You can mm-hmm. uh, kind of pave your way to the quarterfinals with whoever won that game, and you felt that energy. And I, I, I'm I really think that this is something that, and Mike Brown talked about it. If the Kings were able to get into this turn tournament. They could build on this and use this as reps for the postseason a little bit. I, I'm not of the belief of, ah, it just doesn't matter. No, Like, no, you can use this tournament style, and even if you were able to get to Vegas and get that feeling of the NBA world looking at what's going on with you, use that as extra reps for, for playoff appearances. Yeah, Kenny, I, I think you said something there you know, earlier that I think really stood out. The players have responded – in a way that has made it a big deal. Mm. And and that's where, I, I mean, I don't think we knew how this was going to pan out and whether or not the players would accept this as like a big deal. But lo and behold, these games are intense. And I almost wonder if, if the NBA, like, you know, the reason they're doing this is to drum up traffic in December. So when you get to, de- to Christmas Day, it's not like the biggest day of the year for them. I think they want to start kickstart fans being more engaged with their product earlier in the year. And then that way they can sell more ad space and everything else. Um, But it had to, you had to have the players on board for that to make sense. 
And for right now, it sure does feel like the players are are one hundred percent. And even you know that that extra bucket that De'Aaron Fox had at the end of the game the other night, that that could end up being a huge deal because that, that two points gave the Kings two more points on it put them up to 29 on their, their plus 29 for their point differential. But it also put the, the Timberwolves at a negative three. So it ends up being a four point swing on one play because that's the team you're playing. And so these little things about it actually like they're kind of quirky and interesting, but I, I actually think for some reason it works. Uh, you talk about players being engaged. How engaged is Keegan Murray? I think that's what really matters heading into tomorrow night's game is how engaged is Keegan Murray into playing in tomorrow night's game? Did James not hear any of that? Did James, is James frozen? Is Are we frozen? At James, James is frozen. There it is. This was a new type of freeze. See, the this, best part was the this, side. Just like, what do you ask me that question? Almost, for? almost like I, almost like I asked him something stupid. Yeah, like you disrespected the man or like, something. Like, <laughs> like I just asked him the dumbest question imaginable. Like James is looking down at his phone right now. Like, can you believe this freaking guy asked me this question? That was hilarious. Did anyone he have three oh eight? He set it up perfect. He had some some nice lead ins. Yeah. And it just, Anyone have three oh eight? We didn't have anything. I think I think the early three twenty three might be the winner. You imagine James didn't freeze this. I'm mixing out of here. I can't oh, do this right now. This I didn't this and people tremendous. were predicting I didn't think James was gonna freeze. No, he looked he, he looked, looked like a million bucks. Everything was great. <laughs> Everything was great. Well, James has to reset. <laughs> While we're here. Um, but you know the rules. James has to stay on the screen until he. Well, you know that. That's, that's for rules. sure. Oh, look, he's still look. He, oh, oh he just back. came back. He thawed. <laughs> he thawed. It was fighting it the whole time. Like, uh, come on now. Uh, I had to switch my phone. Oh <laughs> man. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say real quick because we had questions earlier. Um, the quarterfinals is on the fourth and fifth. So there's one Eastern Conference quarterfinal on the oh. fourth. One Western Conference on the fourth, and then one from each on the fifth as well. And the semis are for sure. And the then we semis are definitely seven and okay. uh, nine, seventh and ninth. Yeah, Finals and then the nine. other teams Finals. in the league have to play. Uh, <laughs> hey, James. It's my favorite it's commercial. Not going well, James. <laughs> James. He's fire. We have the water spout. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, okay, why don't we do a quick reset? How oh, about this we is do that? Brutal. You guys got me or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> James, why don't you reset everything on your end? Look, it's frozen, frozen and blurry. What? Yo, Boy. Right, I'm not gonna lie. Our guys gonna have to reset the computer because the phone is just as worse. Yeah, that one's great. That looks like uh, like a, a video game. Yeah, it looks like Pac-Man. <laughs> let's let's step out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get our as Jr. would say. We're gonna take our last <laughs> commercial break. We'll get our, our, our last commercial break out of the way, and then uh, we'll get James to reset everything, and we'll come back. We'll talk Kings basketball here on ESPN 1320. <laughs> hey, wow. KC just. You want another line? Sh- sure. Set, set, set this up for everyone. This is. So, tonight, somebody's O has mm-hmm. got to go. As when I say their O, I mean their number of wins as of late. Because Washington is taking on Detroit. Mm-hmm. They're both 2-14. Mm-hmm. 
And the Wizards, the calamity that they are, they're on a nine-game losing streak. Yep. Detroit is even worse. Yep. <laughs> After starting two and one, they're on a 13-game losing streak. So somebody's always got to go. It's in Detroit. And the I Pistons, really wish you'd stop saying that. Something about it sounds weird. What, what Michael Buffer said all the time. Okay. It just sounds weird. Somebody's always got to go. Uh, Detroit is favored by two and a half in Detroit. I didn't realize that the Spurs had lost 12 in a oh, row. Oh, it's getting nasty. For, I they're didn't know it was three 12 four, in a row. Yeah, they're 3 and 14. Wow. Yeah, they are. This is getting nasty in San Antonio. They got beat up again last night. Mm. Well, clearly they're trying to lose for Victor Wimbanyama <laughs> well, again. There's two of them. This, what's what's better than one Victor Wimbanyama? Two. <laughs> two. Is, uh, is, is next, I always get confused because he reclassified. Is Cooper Flack next year? Or no, he's still in high school. He's in, he was going to Duke. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Slam Magazine. Well, oh, shut up. <laughs> didn't have to do that. Mm. Uh, well, we just touched on the longest next year. losing streaks. Wait a minute. The, you didn't pick a team. Who you picking? Who you going with? Oh, well, anyone who watches it's going to lose. That's right. We're all the loser. Uh, right now. I'm, watch, I'm watching this instead of Monday Night Football. Hmm. I don't want to see the Well, Bears. I mean, Indiana, Portland is the alternative. Philly, Philly, and what are you talking about? The Lakers in uh, 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 76 or five. I got them at four. Oh, oh okay. Same time. I'm still gonna watch this. Okay. I mean, not equally, but right, I got my right. eye on it. I'm. I'm. I, I think Washington wins and covers. Okay, I'll go Washington. Jordan Poole goes two for twenty nine. <laughs> I'm going Detroit. Marvin Bagley saves the day. No. <laughs> I like it. Who has the longest winning streak in the NBA? Any guesses? Uh, that's a good well, question. I'm gonna say it was Boston, right? Was no, yeah, Boston? They, well, it's Orlando then, huh? It's Orlando. Man. Well, it's Orlando and Milwaukee, Phoenix. Mm, book seven oh. straight time with, uh, bucket last night. Yeah, seven straight for each of them. Um, Milwaukee had that. Good. Yeah, Milwaukee had that crazy game against. Was it Portland? They were down like twenty something. Mm. Was that came Wednesday? back and won? Like yeah, that was a that was a few that was. A you back um all right james ham has thawed out he's back I, with us i told you orlando and the denver broncos with else looks you don't like i'm get right credit for any of it well you could get credit for orlando yeah you get oh, credit denver for, i, I you said don't it. get credit for denver I, on, you gave up do on denver like three weeks into the season don't do that to you me. don't that's, get that's to go back to it and go oh i was right after i changed my mind <laughs> don't get to do that don't do that to me i said denver um, Dame's keeping receipts. He's got them them their receipts. Jesse has all of them stored in his phone. <laughs> the question that I really like elegantly threw to you when uh, the first freeze occurred was Keegan Murray. What do we know about his availability for tomorrow? Yeah, he practiced. Um, he practiced. He participated fully. Uh, we're going to have to see how his body responds. So there's a possibility I would say uh, he'll probably be like coming into the evening. We'll probably get an updated injury report. And my guess would be he would be questionable. Uh, we'll get to the morning. If he goes through a shoot around, I think there's a good chance that he's actually uh, going to play. So I, I don't know where he's at, like uh, if he's 100% or not. 
uh, Mike Brown wouldn't like gauge how, how far along he was. Um, but it does sound like there's a good chance he does. He does play tomorrow. I like that. I like hearing that since he's been out, Harrison Barnes has played pretty well. And, you know, is this, you look at him averaging, I think you said 17 in the last four games. Mm -hmm. Keegan's been out for two and a half of those games. Is this kind of Harrison Barnes checking in, waking up, whatever? I don't expect Mm -hmm. him when Keegan comes back to average 17. But I also hope he doesn't disappear when when Keegan comes back. He's shown that, hey, I can get this done. Just give me opportunities. Are they going to find some ways to keep him uh, ingrained in the offense a little bit? Yeah. I think it's just it keeps coming back to the same thing that at this point Harrison Barnes is the fifth option with the starting unit, and there are going to be nights where some of the other guys have problems or somebody gets injured mm-hmm. and he steps into a larger role. But for right now, I think this is what the Kings are comfortable with. And and you know what? I'd even put it this way: like first of all, in, in the three games since Keegan, like two and a half games slash three. Uh, he's averaging 18.7 mm. um, and he's shooting uh, 47.4% from, from three. So he has played extremely well, but it's just about opportunity. It's about shots. So if he's just a stand in the corner guy, that's one thing you might get, you know, six shots a game, but if he's allowed to go up and, and start getting into the dribble handoff game and doing the two man game with, uh, with Sabonis, now, you know, he can get right back up to 16, 18 points a game. I think the one good thing about this is, you know, he is the one player in your rotation that like this playing real minutes that's over 30. And if you could keep this as like the model throughout the entire season and you get to the playoffs and he's got a bunch of juice left in him because you didn't wear him out all the way through the season. I think that would be a good thing for the Kings. And, you know, whether he he's able to step in and have big nights here and there or not, I, I'm going to say that there's a good chance that he can. I apologize. I've been, and rightfully so, so focused on Keegan Murray. Do we have an update at all on Keon Ellis? No, that's been kind of one that they've just put to the side for right now. So I'm going to guess that that's a, a pretty good little injury that he's got mm. there. Um, you know, they having. I haven't at least seen a, a grade one, grade two. It's also, he's a two-way player, so I, I believe the reporting on him is totally different. Mm. Uh, so the team doesn't have to give up uh, all the information on him like they would a standard player. So it's just like when they um, when they send Colby Jones down to uh, Stockton, we get you know an alert, right? Mm-hmm. But And when they pull him back up, we get an alert. When they send Keon Ellis or Jalen Slauson or... Jordan Ford down, we don't hear anything. It's on the injury report as these guys are in Stockton, but anytime a main rostered player goes up and down, so just it's one of those quirks of the NBA where the sort of the reporting on it's different. So not to be like goofy, these games don't count then, right? No, no, he, they don't count towards the overall number. They don't count towards his. It's fifty, right? So he these he's technically not with the team. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Technically, he's not. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep track. I, uh, I say saving some games here. Just, for him. Just, just trying to keep track because I mean, well, they it, 
they did wave Philip Petrusiv this weekend. Oh, we hardly and, knew did you. see that. Yeah. yeah, and he was going. He's going straight mm. to Olympiacos, from what I've heard. Mm. Um, so you know, it's kind of an, an interesting deal there. But they had something lined up for him, and he's just gone straight to the Greek league. Mm. Um, and, and they don't have the rights to him or anything else uh, moving forward. So, I uh, you know, but what that did do is it bought him some time with that whole weird rule where you. If you only have 14 players, you only get 90 days of two-way players. And if you uh, if you have 15 players, then you get 50 for each of the three players. Um, so we're going to have to see how that works out in the end. But it seems like the Kings have left the door open here for, for them to add another piece mm. onto the end of their roster, whether it's someone from the G League right now or it's a guy like Ian Ellis who's played really well and you have an opportunity to bring him up and and give them a you know more of an opportunity with the parent club. So okay, so I, I'm, I'm following you here. <clears throat> that move gives them that open roster space where they can convert Keon without cutting anybody on the roster right now, right? Yeah, if they wanted to, yeah. And I'm not saying that they're going to do that, but um, I, I certainly think that that they could. Okay. Where's Sasha going to go when he realizes he hates the NBA? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's a good question because Trey Lyles is back, and yeah. what does that mean for Sasha? Right. And to be honest, it doesn't mean good things. So um, Trey Lyles is a guy that, you know, like, again, I kept saying it, like, <clears throat> Sasha, you hope that his ceiling would be like Trey Lyles, and then you watch Trey Lyles play, and you forget how good he is. And you're like, you know what? I really like seeing Trey Lyles <laughs> on the court, and I think Mike Brown feels the same way. He just plays with physicality, plays with pace. He hits his shots. He rebounds. You know, he's a good guy to have on your team. He doesn't make mistakes. And I think that that really does uh, him and him and Sasha so far play the same position. And so unless you're going to move Trey over and have him play more minutes at the five, which might be the case, um, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be an issue for Sasha. And this offseason really got out of control. Well. The Sasha stuff really got out of control. We got a little excited. <laughs> you think? We got a little excited. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's no, I, getting I, sent over there to watch this guy play. We're <laughs> getting excited. Mike Brown's there. Uh, uh, Matina's there to close the deal. And so the man's got these, so, these pretty pretty soon. Jalen Rose is going to be talking about all the DMPs <laughs> he's got. So, wait, wait let, me, let me ask both of you guys this, though. Do you think plan, plans changed? when JaVale McGee became available. Yes. Hmm. Because I, I, yeah. I only asked that because I think they thought, you know, <clears throat> while we would like some size, we'll just go into the season with Trey being the backup five. Sasha will get those four minutes. Mm. And I think that was the case. And when JaVale got involved, it kind of flipped the script on that whole plan. Yeah. I honestly think that that's where we kind of went. Although I would say – you know, there are plenty of nights this season where JaVale hasn't played well enough to be in the rotation. And so right. I think that there could come a point where we're going to see more of Trey, uh, just like there was that moment where all of a sudden Alex Len uh, stepped in and was the big man, the, it, the first big off the bench. Like, I, I just don't think we're that far away from that. I, I did think that JaVale played extremely well, very, very well against Minnesota. Um, his rebounding, especially late, was tremendous. And I, I thought he played just, it was one of his better 
like grouping of minutes that we've seen this season. I was just waiting to see. I'm just, I was just waiting to see if anything else was on the way. He, he gave he gave him a comment. I was just waiting. That's hey, I was just he showed him love. I didn't want. I wanted to make sure I didn't cut James off before he said. <laughs> but you know the sweeping hook shot we could do without, but, but he didn't. Like all right, so I'll get the James loves Javel shirt up on the website as soon as possible. Um, here's a. It feels like we're talking a lot about minutes and minute dispersion. This goal, Keegan's back. You know, Keegan, you know, back injuries are always back soreness, back issues are always kind of like weird to navigate. But where happens to Chris Duarte now? Yeah, I mean, like, is he staring at DNPs again? I don't think so. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Mike, this is now you got a Kessler game. Kessler's got a crown on his head, and it's like, man. (laughs) That's I mean, that's, a, of, that's, that's who's forged his way into this rotation. That's the like. mark of a good team, right, where you have a guy step up and be able to do something like that. But a lot of times, James, those moments are few and far between for these guys. Yeah, I think Mike is going to use that that ninth and a half, you know, tenth man as just a, a roving piece mm-hmm. that he he goes to. So against a team like, you know, against a team like Golden State, you probably don't need Kessler Edwards. Like unless there for some reason you start having Andrew Wiggins going crazy, right? You probably don't need him. Uh, but against the Clippers, you might need him against Paul George, against Kawhi Leonard. Um, against then we, we get to Denver and then you're like, okay, what are you gonna need in that? I, I think you probably would like to see him on the court against a Michael Porter Jr. And so like there, there's going to be these opportunities for you to, to play a guy like Kessler here and there. Um, just like, again, I think that there's a way that we don't see a lot of JaVale against Golden State. We do see plenty of JaVale against uh, the Clippers. And then uh, and then you get to Denver, and yeah, you're going to need JaVale most likely as your backup behind uh, to go uh, slow down um, Jokic at some point. So Mike's got, he's got some... Uh, like an arsenal of tools in the tool chest, which I don't think that he had before. I don't think he had last season nearly as many options. Uh, and and I also think that injuries. It was kind of a theme today. Like Jason Anderson, and I both asked Mike and, and the other player, the players, about like it, early season injuries. They might have opened the door for more of a next man up mentality than the Kings had. So, you know, guys like Chris Duarte have got an opportunity to play with the starters, to play in a different rotation, uh, to play more minutes, to play less minutes. But those, like, moments throughout a season, they can help someone develop and get more comfortable, and that can really help out uh, if you get to a, a stretch where you're you're missing someone for two weeks or so. And so I, I don't look at the, uh, the injuries that we've seen so far as, like, a total uh, – like a huge bad thing for this club. Um, I think it's probably, you know, to a certain degree, it's helped Mike Brown keep everybody engaged early in the season and sort of have a pathway. I I really like the sign of a guy like Kessler being able to come in after not playing for a whole lot and just do his role and be efficient, you know. And like I said, going up against Alex, uh, Alex going up against Anthony Edwards, um, it's not you're not gonna stop a guy like that. That guy he's special, but you go out there, you make him work, 
and you do what you can to limit the damage that he does. And and Edwards had a great game. But Kessel Edwards was out there competing against him the entire time. And you get guys like Kessler. You get guys like JaVale showing up. Alex Lynn when he's there. These are the guys, these are the type of guys that you need, the others, the role players, you know, who aren't going to play every night. But anytime you call on their name, they can come in there and give you solid contributions. That's one of the reasons why the Kings, in my opinion, are showing themselves to be a playoff caliber team and not just a flash in the pan or anything like that. They get solid contributions. This team is put together really well, in my opinion, where they get solid contributions from guys that Hollingers don't even know the name of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Kessler Edwards was just another example of that the other night. Yeah, I think you can throw Keon Ellis in that mix too. Yes. You know, yes. people forget that like Keon Ellis jumping into the rotation, he had the big game uh, to finish off the Houston Rockets, uh, right? When when the the Rockets ran over the Kings, but he played well in the fourth quarter mm. and he scored that 15 points. Well, that started a a run of six straight games where Keon was in the rotation. Um, he had two starts in that stretch, and the Kings went six and zero on that stretch. And that's something that you know I think people just gloss over. They went six and zero with his energy, his defensive prowess, um, and that's something where you know you remember those things, those points in the season where guys come in and they actually are impactful. And so I wouldn't be totally shocked to to see Mike play this game all season long, whether it's Colby Jones, whether it's, you know, again, giving Kessler minutes or, or Alex Len when he's healthy, you're trying to keep everybody engaged, but you're also trying to keep the players who are playing. You're trying to push the buttons, you know, make sure that they're pushing as well, that they're trying to get better and they're trying to help the team win and not getting complacent. And so, it's uh, it's going to be a never-ending battle for Mike all season long, but he definitely has options. James, what was De'Aaron's vibe headed into tomorrow night's game? Uh, you very expertly yeah, we couldn't uh, hear from noted him. that. <laughs> all, all but said, hey, radio show I work with, don't play this on the radio. Uh, so we weren't able to to hear that, but what was his vibe coming out of this road trip and heading into tomorrow night's in-season tournament game? Yeah, he's he's like feeling good. You can tell he's got a vibe to him that um, I, I think he's still leader. I'm not positive, but I think he's the uh, points per game leader in the end season tournament. He's averaging like 39 and a half for the end season tournament because he's had two of those big blow up games. Um, but uh, he looks like he's he's confident. He he is a guy who wants to. He wants to beat the Warriors. I think everyone is sick and tired of losing to the Warriors. And I know Jesse brought it up when we we're coming out of a break that, you know, you don't want to go 0 and 3 against a Pacific Division rival um, when it could come down to something like that for the playoffs later on in the season. The Kings have already, you know, we talked about Houston losing two straight to Houston, losing two straight to uh, to New Orleans. I, does that mean the Kings have only lost to three different teams That's on right. the season? Yep. Right. They just happen to lose to all of them twice. Yep. Um, so it's kind of a weird anomaly there. But what you don't want to do is is have five or six teams that you've already lost your uh, the tiebreakers with. And so um, this is a big game. And I, I also they want to play in this mid this end season tournament. They're like, this is cool. Like, why not? Why not us? Why not? 
have a good time with this. You know, it's 500 K let's go get it. And I kind of like that point of view from them. Yeah. I, I look at De'Aaron Fox and what he's doing and what he did on Friday going head to head with Anthony Edwards. And he put up 32 shots. And you know what, James? I did not care. Right? I'm not saying that's what he's got to do every night, but sometimes it calls for it. And the way that game was being played with them not able to get to the foul line somehow, some way, uh, De'Aaron Fox not able to get to the foul line. I don't want him shying away. Go ahead, take that midi, take those shots. And I, I think his aggressiveness is something that that team that team fed off of on Friday night. So I just love the way he plays in these games, and I'm looking forward to that on tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think to, uh, you know he's one of the pieces that has to come in and play really well against a team like Golden State, and we've seen him do it. You know, especially in the playoffs, he was so brilliant before he hurt his finger. And like, look, I, no one wants to be great more than De'Aaron Fox. So that's a big deal. Like he he's on a path. He won the Western conference player of the week. You know, these are all things that he's just like putting in, in his, like he's got to have a trophy ch- uh, case at home at this point. And so w- when we get to the Warriors specifically, this is a game where like, you just can't keep losing to the same team. I, I mean, you can, but that's going to come back and be a huge issue down the road. Like if, if you've lost four or five, six straight to these guys, that's not going to feel good. And not only that, but it really, it ties up the the end season tournament. Like if you're not in the tournament, you still have to play games. So yeah. like, again, the games are the, the fourth and the fifth and the, the seventh and the ninth, the teams that don't make the tournament, they've got to play on the sixth and the eighth. Mm-hmm. And so what you don't want to do here is like, all of a sudden have to scramble and play another one of these teams that, you know, whether it's divisional or, or whoever it is, you don't, you're going to have to schedule out another game here. And I don't know how the league has that all set up, but it's pretty wild. I don't think, think they that, do either. No, they're, they're just it's like wild, us. Isn't it? Jason, just kid would say. Just, yeah. Because that could be a home game at golden one center. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's wild to me that we have no idea what the sixth and the eighth will be. Now we will know tomorrow, like at the end of the game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but we'll know going into that game because uh, what the Kings have to do, because Minnesota plays at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so there's potential for the Kings to already know uh, their, f- not their fate, but whether they have to, to beat golden state or, you know, it could be really weird where like you got to beat golden state. Um, or if you lose to Golden State, you can't lose by more than eight. Right. And so it could really come down like But down Minnesota can't win by 20. <laughs> like, they're, 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 they're Yeah, this... but you'll know that going into the right. game because yeah. Minnesota should be done. So it'd be oh, like, okay, right, right, we right. need an X point win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's totally weird. Like, the whole way the thing is going. And it's, it's really strange that, like, the Kings, because of point differential – they don't have an opportunity to play for um, wild card to play for the wild card. Mm-hmm. Right. Although I think Minnesota does. So you could have golden state run, run the score up on the Kings and beat them by a bunch. And then Minnesota score even more, but still come up short. Cause I think Phoenix so, has like a 37 point. Um, is it 34, 34 points, right? Yeah, is there, yeah. is there a point differential? Yeah. So if somehow 
uh, Minnesota beats OKC by 38, they could still steal that spot as long as the Warriors beat the Kings by more than enough to put them above as well. Right. And it's the, bizarre. The Kings situation is they can't up their differential by losing. You know what I mean? So right. they, they exactly. Can't, they they can't compete with Phoenix in that respect. They have to win the game. So it is, it is strange. De'Aaron Fox still number one, by the way, thirty nine point five points per game. I'm mad that you found it. I couldn't find the standings, the mm. the stats. Oh, that was NBA.com. Oh, don't oh. don't say it all smug <laughs> like that. I went to NBA.com and I couldn't find well, it. What were they doing? Were they doing a thing where like you couldn't you couldn't see the the stats or something like that? Because they were doing that for a long time. I had to go on a different browser. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I just I, I go to NBA.com. I click in-season tournament, and they say, hey, here are the scenarios. Here's the bracket. Like, no, I want stats. Give me stats. Oh, well, I went stats. to regular stats. I didn't, I didn't go to in-season. You go to the oh. regular stats and click the drop-down, and it gives you an in-season tournament tab. Hmm. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I swear to you, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't have one. Go on stats. I'm on stats. Like, hover over it, then go to players. Click on players. Yep. And then on the the bar of top players, traditional stats, click on traditional stats. Well, okay, that's a – okay, now that this is a lot. This is more than it's you – complicated. It's right this there. Is, well, well now that, I found – I don't need I, – I found it. I got it. <laughs> All that matters is De'Aaron is leading. That's all that matters. He's leading. And, and, and the rest of the world, like the rest of the basketball game, he's still top five. 29.9 a night for De'Aaron Fox. Hmm. 9.5 assists in this one, too. If, if the Kings win the end-season tournament, do you think Vegas would change their odds for, like, for playoffs or for, for a championship? I just wondering. I don't think so. I think they would. I, I think, think they would. They would. Yeah, no. I think they might one look says at the yes, Kings one says no. I, I don't think they would. No. Kings, they might look at the Kings as being real. They it's might not still, have thought that way. Like I, I, I'm not diminishing. It's still December. I don't know that. I don't know what sways Vegas though. So I, I have no idea. Hmm. If the Pacers won, the Pacers would then be the favorites to win the NBA <laughs> championship. I know if that. The, if the Pacers lost, the they'd be the favorites to win. The no. <laughs> well, and Tyrese Halliburton would be the MVP. They well, just that, but that's a now. shoot. They wouldn't like, even wait. Yeah, that's a shoot. Tyrese, like if 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 they're because he's at yeah. twenty eight and a half and thirteen and a half. Ooh. De'Aaron, you said was thirty nine and a half. He's at nine point five. So he's. Damn. Four, five. He's sixth in assist right now behind Fred Van Fleet, Trey Young. And these are Jokic, just in season uh, numbers. Jamal. Oh, that's Jamal. Was just Jamal's one game. Uh, and oh. Tyrese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured it out. Is it, uh, you walked me through it. I got, I got it. Thank you, you. dog. I got you. Hey, CJ asks over here. This is a good question. Do they raise a banner? <laughs> yes, they would. Yeah, you got. <laughs> you got to do something. Ain't nothing yeah, wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong like with that. Like, you're already up there hanging a Pacific Division championship banner. We might as well have you hang another one. I mean, if you have 17 titles hanging in your, maybe you don't raise an in-season <laughs> tournament banner, but I feel like the NBA team gonna, hasn't retired a number in 20 years. Hang a banner like, up. I feel like the NBA, no matter who wins, like, they're going to send you a banner. Like, you need to oh, hang yeah. this yeah. up because no, they this might. is real. That's a good yeah, point. Hang this up. That's Period. a good point. Are there Commissioner's Cup banners? Oh. Good, I don't know. That's a good question. Is there a Commissioner Cup MVP? 
Yeah. Oh, so there's yeah. an in-season tournament MVP. Yeah, uh, Asia won it. Okay. Um. Uh. Well, that's a world championship banner for the uh for the Aces. No. There you go. Oh, Commissioner's Cup champions. Yep. There's one. You know, Seattle has one. You know, one thing we never we never really talked about. I don't think. No, maybe we did. I take that back. I was gonna say we never talked about that whole Tyrese thing where he said the winner should get an automatic play playoff berth. But I oh think yeah, we, we did. didn't. No, we, we didn't. We brought it up, but we didn't get to it. We were probably talking about wrestling, so it, was, it just didn't. It didn't Survivor come up. Series. Um, I kind of love it, but I get like the flaws in it. Like I do, I I kind of love it, but there's a lot of flaws in it. That would that could make not the rest of the season for the NBA, but for that team, it can make it almost meaningless. No, we did because what we if talked it, what about if you made it a like playing a, spot? Because hmm. that way you have, the, yeah, like yeah. you have the ability. To... I like that better because no, we did talk about it with Jason Jones, and they were talking about like you can you be no lower than sixth, but you could move up. Yeah. I don't like being sixth because sometimes they just want to be in the sixth. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a, that's huge. Being in the sixth is huge. Yeah, yeah. and th- and I think that could affect because I think I used like the Clippers. Clippers would be like, fine, we already got a series. Yeah, we ain't got to do nothing for yeah. the rest of the season. <laughs> so I like your idea of the play-in. I do like that, where you're guaranteed at it's least a the minimum of spot. playing spot. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. What? It, yeah. I like the idea of like maybe you get a one spot bump. So if you're the two seed, you become the one seed with the playing. Oh, it's like a if, money in the bank. It's like a cash in. Like I'm cashing <laughs> in my money the, in the bank, and I'm the I'm the one seed now. I like it. But if you're the eleven, you know you can get up to ten and bump somebody out mm. of the playing. Mm, I See, like and, that. and it would be known the whole time, you know. Yeah, I don't know, so and maybe fact, do if one you're the for ten each. Seed, well, there's nothing you could do. There's no, like you couldn't <laughs> get too many games ahead of them because it wouldn't matter. They just bump you out, so you'd have to yeah, try to you, be the nine seed. You'd have to be no ten uh, if you. No, were if you're another team, ten you you jump up to nine and you would get home court. No, what I was See? I was talking about I was talking about if you're another team. So say the Kings won, and yeah. They're eleventh. The team that's tenth knows like that's not the play in because the Kings are going to bump us out. We have to try and get nine. Exactly. Mm. I think we're on to something. No, I let's think, call the league. No, no, no. Let's 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 really professional wrestling this thing. What if you can't cash in on the last day? You have to like if you want to if you want to take that jump, you have to take the jump during the season. So you still have games that you have to play. So you can you can there's a cutoff date of like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks prior to the end of the season is the, so if you're eleventh you have to jump to tenth uh-huh. two weeks prior to the end of the season mm. and and finish the season out that mm. way. I like okay. that. Okay, and what if we added another element where if you don't make the playoffs somehow, you get to jump up one spot in the draft. Let's well, see that's. Mm. See now we're really cooking because I was thinking the same thing. What if you had your choice? You can be in the play-in or you could be in the lottery. You could be in the top. I won't say five, seven. That's a lot. Yeah, seven. No, I say just one spot, a one spot bump because. But you could you could always. What if you could hit one player on the opposing <laughs> team with a steel chair? Just like come up. Oh my boom! god! And they have to play five on four the rest well, of the game. <laughs> Damien, this happened. It was called the 
first round of the Western Conference playoffs oh, with the State Warriors. Don't give that option Sacramento to the Warriors. Well, Draymond going as a bonus yeah. like he's mankind. That's right. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond would, Green out there in a sweatsuit just beating the crap out of yeah. him. He would, take, he would take four swings even though he's only allowed one. Oh, that's what The Rock <laughs> yeah. did, yeah. What happened yeah. with The Rock again? They were supposed to do like five chair shots, six chair shots, no. but Rock got pissed off because Mankind kept getting up. <laughs> So he kept hitting him. It ended up doing a thousand. <laughs> no, he, he just destroyed the guy. And he hit him like but, 18 times. But I mean, what happened? Why was he wearing the warm-up suit? He had surgery. <laughs> he had he had a, a That's right. breast reduction or something. <laughs> like he had some sort of cosmetic surgery on his chest. Come on, Rock. Hey, it's, it happened. What are you right. getting that surgery for anyway? Well, because he had a little pocket of fat on his, on his boobie that he had to have removed. <laughs> Well, if it was so, he covered up in an Adidas sweatsuit for like three months, <laughs> and the top wasn't even Adidas. Whatever it was, it was just a black <laughs> shirt. So we're tying in the in-season tournament to Money in the Bank. What's the Seth Rollins equivalent to cashing in? Like the Kings cashing in last day for the one seed, or what's going on? Yeah, that'd have to be it. <laughs> cashing in ahead of a game against the Denver Nuggets, where uh, they beat them and get a full game separation. It's supposed to be Nuggets versus Lakers. Here, here come the Kings. What I would love is what the hell to just be able to hop on a plane and go play. No, it's in the air, running down the entrance of the Pepsi Center. If they made a giant coin and you had to physically cash it in, like I like that. Here's your coin, like the the David Stern Memorial coin. We we talked a little bit during the break about like how this is playing out, and you're not getting the the scenario that we talked about. In the offseason, like of San Antonio getting in here, but yeah. look at what's going on in the East. You got Indiana, mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Well, I got Indiana in the playoffs. Remember, true, true. But I mean, that's still probably a surprise to casuals that Indiana's on there. Sure, Indiana, Milwaukee, Orlando, Milwaukee, one in their group. Orlando, New York is in there. Yeah. You got no Boston. You got no Philly. Mm. You know, you've got you got no How Detroit. How is that possible? Boston's lost four games. Did they lose all their end season tournament games? They're two and one in the end season oh. with a even point differential. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, the Magic game hurt them. They're just not yeah. good enough. Clearly, wow. I mean, you got no Detroit in here. Blow you it know, up. That's... Break up Tatum and Brown. And yeah, we time for the yearly conversation, fellas. <laughs> hey, their right. court was fire. I, I like blame Boston's Zingas. Court. Boston's court was fire. You blame who? Porzingis? Yeah. Porzingis hurt. Just blame the Porzingis unicorn. Hurt. How long is he out, Jesse? It's, it's a, you know what? It's a calf strain. He'll be fine. We need him for, we need him for April and May. <laughs> it's a calf strain? Yeah. yeah. I don't like that face oh. you made either. He's fine. Oh. He's fine. <laughs> That's one You're long right, buddy. calf He's muscle. He's, <laughs> He's just need him ready for the fine. playoffs. I did. We did mention this a minute ago. Phoenix has won seven straight. Yeah. Like they 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 put it together after, uh, and there's still no Bradley Beal. No, no, and there won't be a Bradley Beal I'm, for a while. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised I am too. But it's I don't. The, the, how many? What are they? Eleven and sixteen. KD I think has played all seventeen games. KD didn't play yesterday. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he was out yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I think close. I watched the Sun. I didn't watch basketball yesterday. I watched. I watched the end of the Nuggets and the Spurs, the second half. And then I watched the Causeway Classic. Stingers up. Booker's been really good. 
yeah, like really, really good since he's come back. I mean, he's averaging 29.4 and 8.9 assists per game. Mm. So, I mean, that, that's just devastating. And, you know, like Grayson Allen's been good for them, and Eric Gordon somehow has been good for them. They're, they're getting the most out of their guys. Yeah. Like the, the other guys, they're, they're, they're getting the most out of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Nasir Little has been such a small part of their success. So, hmm. you, know, you know, one storyline that will be a storyline headed into the, to the knockout round of this tournament is the Lakers are 4-0 and in this thing. Mm-hmm. And they're a team that looks kind of rocky, but they're 4-0 and in the in-season tournament. Maybe this is something that sets them on the right path if, if they, they pull out a couple of wins, maybe even win the tournament. Possibly. Their group was awful, though. I still, I, I still don't see it when I watch them, though. I see LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. I see LeBron. They, um, yeah. who the, oh, they lost to Dallas over the weekend. Dallas is starting to look a little funny in the light. Oh, I hate to see it. Dallas got beat up on a Saturday, I think it was, by the Clippers. It's pretty crazy because there's a possibility that if you, because of who's gotten through, the Kings could play either the Suns or the Lakers and have a fifth game. That we, this is what we were trying to figure out in July. See, no one, in division. No, yeah. Nobody wanted to listen to us. We that was that was literally <laughs> the first question we asked, and we still don't have an answer to it. I'm telling you, it's the NBA's version of Y2K. Everything's shut down if it happens. We have no clue how this thing works. Well, like that half the teams are Pacific Division. If if the well, either way, if the Kings or the Warriors go through. Like that's three teams from the Pacific. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Fifth game. We I asked, is the game in March canceled at that point, or are they just gonna play five games? The, Nobody knew. The game comes around. The league goes, "Hey, the hell is it? Hey, cancel this. <laughs> cancel Re- this. Refund everyone's ticket. Little Jimmy can't see LeBron today." Yeah, that would be it. Would be pretty intense if you if you lost a third game already to New Orleans and your season series was gone with two more two more games to play, right? Because mm-hmm. New Orleans is in, Lakers, yeah, Phoenix. So the Kings are trying to become the fourth team, and I, I think the Kings could still become the number one seed, can't they? Um, uh, I don't know what the point differential nah, is. Lakers are they're Lakers way up there. Seventy four yeah. is their point differential. Wait, they're a plus seventy four. Yeah, their their four games. Was, their little group what? was terrible. <laughs> That's Memphis, horrible. Portland, Utah, Phoenix. Oh yeah, that's bad. Oh wow! And they beat they beat Utah by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put it. That's on. incredible. I did not know that their point differential was like was that high. Yeah. That that's that's wild. So the funny thing is it's uh, Lakers potentially. Well, it's probably going to be Lakers Suns for a trip to go to Vegas. Huh. Nice. Oh, that'll that'll get them talking. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you so much for being with us here today. We'll get ready for this in-season tournament game against the Warriors tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m. with James Ham and Kyle Matson over on the Insiders. We're going to head over to 1025 for those music lovers who'd like to join us, by the way, we'll also be out at the ice rink tomorrow That's right. uh, ahead of that Kings-Warriors game. So we'll talk about that uh, as well. Appreciate you so much for being with us. Hit the thumbs up before you go. We'll run it back. 
Next on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos, St. Mary's. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.